you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second movie, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light. We have reached week 17 of the National Football League season. It is win or go home time for a handful of teams. It is win and stay home for the playoff time for a couple of teams. And it is a fun time of the year with all of the playoff possibilities and seating possibilities and the discussion of who deserves to go, who's going to go. The Pro Bowl rosters just came out, although... We're not going to talk about those much because, to be very honest with you, the the snub issues sort of bores me, <laughs> for the lack of a better phrase. There are a couple people that seem to get snubbed every year. London Fletcher, it's a joke. He is the Susan Lucci of the National Football League. Um, I am surprised Philip Rivers got selected. Um, I would have, um, I would have, I would have gone. I don't know who would I would have gone with. Flacco, Tebow. But it's very difficult to take somebody who's thrown as many picks as Philip Rivers, but he is uh, deserving over the course of his career. And obviously, a lot of coaches and and players who get votes are the ones who uh, take a look at their colleagues and decide who gets to go. And, and obviously, Philip has uh, got an incredible resume. He will be going to the Pro Bowl. But at any rate, that's what's going on in the NFL these days. And there are uh, so many thoughts as to how this is all going to shake out in week 17 as the Patriots have a chance to be the first overall seed. So do the Ravens. So do the Steelers. Unlike the Patriots though, the Ravens and Steelers could also wind up the two seed or the five seed. The Patriots could wind up the two seed if they lose to Buffalo, which I don't think anybody on this green earth believes they will, but the Ravens could be one, two or five. The Steelers could be one, two or five. That's the, the most, uh, varying, most variables out there for a team as to how they can be seeded. The one team that's out in the hunt right now that has the most possibilities going into this weekend are the Oakland Raiders, who, if they win, could be AFC West champs. But if they win and Denver wins, Denver's the AFC West champs, and Oakland could wind up the wild card. But also, depending on some other results, Oakland could win not win the West, and also not win the wild card and be out for the playoffs. That scenario, in case you're wondering, is if Tennessee wins in Houston, Cincinnati loses to Baltimore, New York loses to Miami, and Oakland and Denver both win, Tennessee goes based on some sort of tiebreak that is deep inside the tiebreaker um, flowchart, if you will. The league... The league breaks ties differently if it's head-to-head, if it's within the division, also if it's multiple team ties. You can go to my blog, richeisen.nfl.com, and I have posted all of those playoff tiebreaker um, flowcharts. So be knowledgeable. I'm giving you knowledge. I'm also posting on my blog 
all of the playoff possibilities and scenarios so you can be knowledgeable. Also, the seating charts. It's sort of like an Excel, color-coded Excel um, spreadsheet. There's so many different permutations. If New England wins and Baltimore wins and Houston loses and Pittsburgh wins and Denver loses and Oakland wins, what happens? It spits out a result as to who is what seed. If New England loses, but Baltimore wins and the Steelers lose and Houston loses, which means Tennessee wins. If Oakland wins and Denver loses, what does it mean? It spits out a result. Jet fans, you got two choices. Bottom line is you got to win in the early games and you got to keep an eye on what goes on in Houston and you better be rooting for the Texans because you need Tennessee to lose. And then late in the afternoon, you keep an eye on the scoreboard again, hoping that Cincinnati loses to Baltimore and either Oakland loses to San Diego or Denver loses to Kansas City. If all of that happens, congratulations. You threaded the needle and you got in the playoffs. Cincinnati's very simple. Win against Baltimore. Win that game you're in. And you go to Houston, taking on a team that you darn near beat a couple weeks ago. It was also TJ Yates' last shining moment. We're going to talk about that with Mike Mayock. Our lead analyst for Thursday Night Football. He's also going to be calling a wild card game. He always calls the early wild card game on NBC. And he's also grinding tape, apparently. When I spoke to him, he said that's all he's doing morning, noon, night, looking at tape of college players getting ready for the next ball of wax here, which is the talent evaluation portion of the schedule the East West Shrine game, the Senior Bowl, and the Combine. It never stops in the NFL. So we'll talk about all of these things with Mike Mayock. And as always here on this podcast, I I get uh, different uh, opinions from a wide spectrum of people. Two executive producers of Curb Your Enthusiasm, one of my favorite shows on TV, Alec Berg and Jeff Schaefer, the latter Jeff Schaefer, who's been on this show before in person. He's also the executive producer and creator of The League on FX, the fantasy football-related comedy that he created with his wife, Jackie. The two of them will be here together. We'll get their thoughts on what's happening in the NFL right now. Also, uh, an update on Season 9 of Curb. They're also working right now with Sasha Baron Cohen on his next movie, The Dictator, which looks funny. So we'll get their thoughts. And then we'll throw open the studio doors again to my grade schoolers. Ten-year-old, fourth-grader, Jake Robinson. 11-year-old, 5th grader, Antonio Stefan. They were a big hit back in October, bringing them back. It's break. It's Christmas break, so they're free. (laughs) And uh, it's always fun to hear their thoughts, unfiltered from the mouths of babes. Wait till you hear what they have to say and how they think this playoff weekend is going to break down. Let's get the show underway. This man is uh, one of the hardest working men in the business. Just finished a highly successful first season as the analyst of Thursday Night Football on NFL Network and now getting set for the talent evaluation portion of the NFL calendar and in between he will be calling a wild card game for NBC Sports. He is none other than the person of the year in sports media as named by Sports Illustrated just this week. That's Mike Mayock. How are you Mike? I'm doing pretty good Rich. How you doing? I'm doing great. Did you know you're the person of the year in sports media? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I got some funny emails today, so... Uh, I, I bet you did. 
It, it's well deserved, Mike. It really is very, very well deserved. Um, and because uh, because right now, um, as we're in the middle of the playoffs, like most people in uh, talent evaluation uh, offices around the NFL right now, you're you're cooking with gas on the next step, correct? Yeah, I mean, basically, I'm a little bit behind on where I need to be, mm-hmm. as in, you know, compared to past years. And so what I've been trying to do the last few weeks is just whatever whatever it took. And it, it just I got got up the day after Christmas and started at about 5 a.m. and just started grinding tape. All, and, and that's the only way I'm going to catch up for the Senior Bowl. And I'm, I'm not complaining. Cause no, no, of course not. No, this is, this, is, this is what we do for, for – but I don't think people understand – you know, how much work goes into this sort of thing. That's the only reason why I mention it. I know you don't like to, you, that, that's not your, uh, your ball of wax is, you don't wear this sort of stuff on your sleeve, but uh, I can talk about it at least. This is what, this is what you're doing right now. Well, you know what happens, Rich, is that I've got the wild card on the seventh, mm-hmm. and then, then on the uh, NFL Network, we have back-to-back All-Star games, obviously, with the East-West Shrine game, right. which is more middle to late round guys who I don't know it very well yet followed by the senior bowl, which are the higher rate ranked guys. So that's 200 different players uh, total back, you know, week to week leading up to the 300 plus, you know, group that we've got at the combine. So it, it's kind of difficult for, for a couple of weeks there, but it ends up being the best thing in the world because it prepares me for the combine. Sure. So, of course. And then that, and that's a few, a couple, just a couple of weeks after the super bowl as well. And, um, uh, we are just really about to start biting into this playoff apple here in the National Football League. I want to start with a team that you saw on our last Thursday night game and you very may well see in your wildcard game on NBC, the Houston Texans who are locked into the three seed. But a lot of people believe that whoever makes it as the six seed has got a great chance of beating them because of the way they looked on our game and the way that TJ Yates has sort of for lack of a better phrase, looked. He has looked like the third-string rookie quarterback that many people expected him to be. And I'm wondering if you can assess the Houston Texans as they get set for their first playoff foray. You know, Rich, you and I talk almost too much about how it's a quarterback league, but it is. Uh, And the reality is there's a reason he went in the fifth round. And the conversations I had in some production meetings and I think on the air the other night was just that backup quarterbacks in the NFL, especially third string backup quarterbacks in the NFL are guys who you hope are very smart guys that, that can know your playbook with a minimal number of reps because they're not getting reps in practice. And that if you have to throw them in a game or two, they won't embarrass you. They'll manage the game. They won't throw interceptions. They'll keep you in the hunt. And that's what this kid did. But for any extended period of time, I think his weaknesses can get exposed. And for me, Houston's got a tremendous defense. Love watching them play. That rookie, J.J. Watt, yeah. the other rookie on the other side, Brooks Reed, those two kids are playing at a high level. The changes they made in their secondary really elevated this team. So that defense is going to be competitive with anybody. The problem is what they're doing offensively compresses the field, and they're trying to protect this kid, and I charted every throw he made in his starts, and, and basically everything's between zero. You know, 90% of his throws basically are between zero and 10 yards, and it's almost like playing in a red zone the entire game, and yards are hard to come by. So 
Uh, I don't disagree with your, your initial hypothesis that whoever is the sixth seed is going to have a real shot at winning at Houston just because of the quarterback position. And it could be Cincinnati, which uh, had Houston right where it wanted it. And then T.J. Yates went on a, uh, shall we say, Manning, Brady, (laughs) Tebow-esque type two-minute drill and won the game with mere seconds to go and and honestly has not looked like the same quarterback since. And it could be very well be Cincinnati that comes in. All they have to do is, you know, beat the Ravens, which is a tall order this week. Uh, But it could very well be that team. And I'm wondering if you think Houston – depending on what they even do against Tennessee this week, might even go to Jake DeLome or even Jeff Garcia, the two veteran quarterbacks that they have signed behind TJH, or they're just going to sink or swim with this kid. I really felt as the game progressed that we did last week, Rich, uh, as I watched this thing play out, as I watched how difficult it was for them to move the football, um, and and people are going to squat on Arian Foster in that run game. I mean, that's what's going to happen. And uh, to be honest with you, if I'm Houston, I'm looking real hard at Jake DeLome right now. Uh, I think there's been enough tape getting around the league on T.J. Yates. I think people have started to figure out what they're doing to protect the kid. And, yeah, I think it's a distinct possibility. If, If I was Cincinnati, Oakland, Tennessee, or the Jets, whoever ends up playing them, I'd be thinking real hard that I could be looking at a 36-year-old veteran instead of a young rookie. And in New York, speaking of the Jets, this past week, um, it's all been about Mark Sanchez and is he the guy moving forward. There was a ProFootballTalk.com report that the Jets are going to spend a considerable amount of time in the offseason thinking about the next step or maybe getting somebody who's um, a threat to him in camp uh, or on the roster as a quarterback What do you think has gone wrong with Mark Sanchez, Mike? I think it's a lack of consistency. And and, and when I say consistency, I'm talking really two things. I'm talking about accuracy, you know, and his completion percentage is somewhere in the 50%, you know, 50 range, um, which is not, you know, that was pretty good in 1974. But in today's era, when guys are breaking 70%, it's not very good. Uh, so it's a lack of consistency with decision-making and accuracy, and, and they're the two most important things for an NFL quarterback. And, Rich, he's really streaky. When he gets a confidence going, when he gets a run going, he's really good. And you can watch the tape and go, wow, that throws the ball in time, decisive. He can make every throw. The problem is over several hundred throws over the course of the season, you don't see any kind of consistency. And I don't know if it's a lack of confidence because he can do it, you can see him clearly do it, but he doesn't do it on a consistent basis. And, and, and that's where the kid has to get over the hump. Where do you stand on the Patriots moving forward? They're, they're uh, most likely going to be the one seed in this year's playoffs in the AFC. We all know about their defensive deficiencies, but they are playing at a high level in so many other parts on the field. What do you think about the Patriots who have been one and done in every single playoffs that they've been in? since losing that Super Bowl to the Giants a few years ago? Hey, you know, the, the Patriots have some issues, and I think the balance of power in the NFL has swung back to the NFC side now, to be honest with you. Um, and if you, if, if you put a gun to my head and said, who was the best you know, AFC team right now, I would probably lean towards Baltimore or Pittsburgh. 
You know, I, I happen to think that's the best division in football. I think Cincinnati is going to play well in these playoffs if they get in. Um, so for, for my money, New England's got to outscore people, not unlike the Green Bay Packers. And if, if you kind of get a hiccup at the wrong time, my question for either one of those teams, is your defense good enough to carry you on a day where your offense has an off day? And you can have an off day against the Baltimore Pittsburgh defense. Trust me. Yeah, of course you can. And in terms of with the with the the you mentioned the uh, Packers, you can already hear the talk right now how the Packers lost a couple weeks ago for the first time against Kansas City, and the way that the Saints are playing. A lot of people believe the best team in the NFC right now is the New Orleans Saints. Where do you stand on that subject? Boy, I, I remember sitting there in Green Bay uh, opening night of the regular season, that Thursday night game back in September. And, and I rem- you know, we, we did a show out there, mm-hmm. and, and I watched the game pretty closely. And I remember thinking there's a good chance these are the two teams that, that show up in January for the championship game. You know, that's how impressed I was that night with both of them. Um, and if it plays out as, you know, you suggest – you know, we could be back at Lambeau Field for uh, a winner-takes-all to the Super Bowl. And uh, I'm looking at these two teams and saying what people don't get about New Orleans is that they were they are a, not a finesse offense. All the stuff about 5,000 yards and Drew Brees, and that's all true. But you want to talk about a power downhill run game that nobody talks about. To me, that's kind of the hidden gem. With, with the New Orleans Saints, and uh, that's one of the reasons to me they're so successful, and I like New Orleans an awful lot, and I, I, even if they have to go to Lambeau and, and they're outside, they're not inside in New Orleans, I think that's going to be a great game, and, and I, I think New Orleans that is as good or better, and I'm intrigued by San Francisco too, Rich, yeah. because I'm, I'm kind of old-school defensive guy, even though <laughs> some of that changes when you look at the way the game's being played now. Um, and, and I'm not sure Alex Smith can, you know, can win a game against either of those two quarterbacks, but that's a fun defense. You know, we saw it that night in Baltimore up close and personal, and that is a fun defense. And uh, I think those three teams are probably the three best teams in the National Football League right now. And, uh, and then I would say out of that NFC group, I'm kind of intrigued by Detroit as a wild card also. Yeah, I mean, and, and and that's what I wanted to bring up about New Orleans. Everyone who who thinks that, yes, they are the best team in the NFC. And, boy, wouldn't that be great if they do get back to Lambeau Field for a rematch of the first game, that the first game of the season gets rematched in the NFC Championship game. But it's a different ball of wax when you're in Lambeau in September, coming off of perhaps the longest offseason with no hitting at all, right? Right. And and the path that New Orleans would have to take to get to Lambeau, they'll take on the Lions or the Falcons, right? In in the first game, correct. This is and we're assuming the 49ers do not collapse in St. Louis this weekend with with this thought process right. that they would have to get past New Orleans, uh, would have to get past the Falcons or Detroit at home, but they are at home. Then they'd have to go to San Francisco and swap paint with them before right. getting to Lambeau. That's that's a tall order, don't you think, if you think about it? I do. And, and if Detroit loses to Green Bay this weekend and ends up with the number six seed and they travel down to New Orleans, uh, that to me is an intriguing wild card game. You know, New Orleans is playing as well as anybody, blah, blah, blah. But, 
you know, Detroit's got a world-class quarterback of their own who happens to be healthy, finally. Uh, and when they get all their people together on defense, they've got a front seven that can challenge, A, they, I think they can hold up in the run game, and B, uh, I think they can get some pressure on Drew Brees up the middle. And to me, the key to, to defending Drew Brees is immediate interior pressure. And they push those defensive ends up and by him. He steps up in the pocket as well or better than anybody in the league. But at six feet tall, they do a great job of giving him lanes to throw right in front of him. And if you can get uh, the push with Sue, if Fairley's healthy, and you can, if you can get any kind of that push up the middle, you've got a chance of getting him off his spot. And I think Detroit's a team that can do that. We, we saw the other night Atlanta could not. Yeah, and, and, and uh, when Detroit lost by two touchdowns in New Orleans uh, in that Week 13 game, Sue was not there because it was, it was part of his suspension. Right. And so that, that'll be obviously a big, intriguing matchup. And um, uh, Breeze, I, I have to ask you this, and one of my final questions for you, because I'll get you back to your tape. Um, what he has become since leaving San Diego is truly remarkable. I mean, nobody thought that he had the Hall of Fame run in him that he has gone on. And many people believe that he has just clinched the Hall of Fame based on what he did this year, surpassing Dan Marino's mark. And then I also hear that, well, 11 of his games are inside a dome, that the rules of the game today are tilted towards the offense, and that Breeze, what he has done, is not nearly as impressive as it sounds. Where do you stand on that? Different errors have different rules, and, and I played in the Dan Marino era, and um, that was a completely different era where I think the yards he threw for and the number of games he threw them in um, are kind of significant compared to what the game has become today. Now, having said that, what I would also say to you is that there's a group of quarterbacks in today's NFL playing at a higher level than I think we've ever seen in the history of the league. Are they taking advantage of the rules and the style of play? Absolutely, but, but that's what you're supposed to do. And I watch Drew Brees play, and I marvel. I just marvel at what he does in the pocket, the way he steps up and through and eyes downfield and his accuracy and his touch and, and his leadership. And, you know, you, so I think it's hard to compare errors. I have such a respect for Dan Marino and Joe Montana and that group of quarterbacks back then, but there, it was a different time. It was done under different rules, and let's respect them. And now look at, let's look at today's quarterbacks. And there's four or five guys playing at a ridiculous level. And wouldn't it be kind of interesting and or ironic if not only did Drew Brees end up in the Hall of Fame someday, but also the person that uh, San Diego draft traded for through the draft did Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. So that both components of that whole deal ended up in the Hall of Fame, which could happen. And you also know how these things work. They could wind up going in together. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know, how funny would that you be? You never right? you never know. That's the beautiful part about how be these classes. Them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I might have less we'll, we'll see. That'd be several years down the road, you know. But and also with Breeze too. I mean, you saw that the first people who celebrated with him were his linemen. Uh, he's standing on the sideline taking pictures, uh, uh commemorative photographs to capture the moment with his linemen. You know, and then yep. and then his speech in the locker room afterwards yep. was just it's just he's the type of person that he is and how yep. he hasn't forgotten who he is and where he's come from based on the tremendous 
mind-boggling success that he has had in New Orleans. It's just awesome, and I don't think it, – it can't be understated. It really can't. You know what, Rich? I stood in the practice field up in New England a couple summers ago when New England and New Orleans were practicing together for a couple days prior to them playing a preseason game. So on one field, I had Drew Brees throwing seven-on-seven seven against New England's defense, and on the other field, I had Tom Brady <laughs> throwing seven-on-seven seven against New Orleans' defense. And I stood in between the two fields with my head on a swivel, looking back and forth and going, Mike, this is, this is watching two Hall of Fame quarterbacks simultaneously in a practice situation. You have rich the leadership the respect they have from their teammates. You want to talk about guys barking at their teammates. You know, you don't see this during two-a-days in August. Right. But these guys are barking. You know, what are you doing? You're supposed to run this route. Hey, you know, they're screaming, they're yelling, they're leading. And the respect they have from their teammates when you stand there and watch it in that kind of venue is mind-boggling. And I'll tell so, you, too, I'll tell you, too, uh, Breeze may have the Marino record for one week. Because right, right. Brady, right. you know, you know, Brady, you know, Belichick will not take his foot off the pedal. Doesn't matter what it means. Week 17. I mean, he will. He, he just won't do it. And he, they're taking on a team that beat him earlier this year. They are right. not. They are. Go, they are going to, I believe, teach the Bills a lesson. And and if Breeze plays, a, you know, only a half because that game essentially doesn't mean much. Maybe I know that they do have a chance uh, to get the two seed. I mean, it's possible. Right. I mean, it's entirely right. possible that Brady surpass based on what happens this weekend uh before i let you go who do you think wins the afc west you've got the broncos taking on the chiefs and oakland taking on san diego if both of them win it's denver if denver wins oakland loses that's obviously a wrap but if it's the other way around oakland goes as the afc west champion who do you think is gonna how do you think those results are gonna hash out this weekend I think the Kansas City game is more difficult than people think. However, I, I think both Denver and Oakland will win, which would then give the division title to Denver. And what a wild card matchup for whoever is going to carry that game. You know, Denver against Baltimore <laughs> or Pittsburgh. How good is that? Oh, my gosh. That's going to be monstrous. <laughs> that is that is going to be absolutely uh, insane. You know, obviously that's going to be either Phil Sims and uh, and 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 Nance or or Allen and, and Chris, but that would be tremendous. And there is a chance that the Raiders actually win, Cincinnati yep. loses, and they don't make the playoffs. There's one small scenario that would. It depends on if tennis if Tennessee wins and Cincinnati loses and the Jets lose and Oakland and Denver wins, Tennessee goes. It's just crazy how these things work out, you know. Um. But that's that's what I'm here for with these pieces of paper and and no, that's uh, what Matt Pomeroy is there. That's for. right. Yes, NFL Network research. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> hey, uh, Mike. Thanks again for taking the time. I appreciate it. Um, great season for us, obviously in the booth. Look forward to hanging so much more with you as the talent evaluation portion unfolds. And and uh, congrats on the kudos that you deserve. Hey, it was great. It was a lot of fun on Thursday night, and I enjoyed seeing all you guys every week, and what a great job you guys do, so thank you. You got it. I'll see you in Indy for the Super Bowl and the Combine. Thank you, You Mike. You got it. All right. That's none other than Mike Mayock on the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light. Every time uh, these guys are on my podcast, it's the longest introductions because of the list of credits that they have amassed in the past. You know what? It, It has been two decades Almost. It's pretty unbelievable how long these guys have been at what they're doing. Um, They are the executive producers and also uh, writers of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Jeff Schaefer, 
Good to see you. You're also the creator of The League on FX, about to have its fourth season. You just were renewed for a fourth season, correct? We will be back for a fourth season to delight and offend. Excellent. And uh, do we do we call you a, um, a collaborative partner, a partner, writing partner, That's a producing partner? Collaborative is really pushing it. Is that, think, is that really yeah. too much? Alec Berg, good to see you. Adversarial, perhaps? Yeah. Good to see you. How and you, you guys are currently working on The Dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. as well. Coming to a theater near you in, uh, in May. All of that on top of your Seinfeld credits from back in the day. Yes, that's the uh, thin oil of residue that sits on top of a very... <laughs> the the Seinfeld piece of credit meat. doesn't mm. actually take up that much time each day. It doesn't? No, it just sort of sits But it's there. on all the time, though, Alec. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, it's not nearly as much work as you think to keep it on. Well, I mean, <laughs> to keep it on. <laughs> yeah. No, you just flip it on and it's right. on somewhere. It's fairly effortless on our Fantastic. part. Well, um, and, and interestingly enough, we're all in the same fantasy football league. That the commissioner is Jeff Garland of Curb Your Enthusiasm, in which Jeff was going against your, I guess, the third member of your writing, producing, Mm -hmm. collaboration team, David Mandel. Although you say we're in the same league. I think it depends on your definition of the word in. It did. Whatever different. I I don't think I was in. You were in. You were in. I don't think so. What's the name of your team again? I'm the Hammer of Thor. You're the Hammer of Thor. Yes. Yeah. We played one. I think you you even beat me one week, I think. Yeah. But I'm not. Don't tell me you don't even try, and I lost. No, no, I was no. Believe me, it has nothing to do with effort. Okay, it's, you were just in. No, it's no, just. But I'm, now we're I'm, all. But now, I'm unfortunately, we're all, we're now unfortunately we're all out. We're all out, and, and it all came down to based on what I saw uh, on the the numbers on Monday night. And you can help me with the math since you're Harvard educated. Mm. Um, that it appeared to me that David Mandel was in front until Drew Brees scored the game. Garbage ending, record setting, record setting, garbage making, record setting, garbage making. Jeff Garland winning, yes, TD, which get left out of a lot of. It gets left out of a lot of. Yeah, I didn't see I, that in yeah. any of the game and, notes, and that's just, that's just short sightedness because he was out, he was losing. Correct, he was going to lose the championship yes. game to David Mandel yes. Breeze nine yards, nothing other than let's get him the Marino record on Monday Night Football. With the whole country watching. Nine-yard dart to Darren Sproles, and all of a sudden, Jeff Garland's the champion. I wonder how many leagues had that happen. Many, right? right. Had well, to have had, because Breeze is in 100% of every league. Exactly that. And by the way, imagine how many people lost in their league because of that. And imagine mm-hmm. how many people also lost because of Romo. Because of Ro- oh, Romo. Oh, zero points. Romo no-show. In a fantasy Super Bowl yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's the fickle beast of week sixteen. That's why you yeah. never have week seventeens as well, right? Right, but but look, the real problem, if we can all agree, on, was week fifteen. <laughs> Come on, the real yes. problem was week fifteen. Well, that's when I was eliminated yes. in most. Of my, I didn't I, make it past the. My run. my feeling is the real problem was week six or seven. That's week where six, that's where it was over. <laughs> week maybe. six or seven, your path and Rich's yeah. path started to diverge. But week yeah. fifteen, Gronkowski, fourteen yards, nothing, nothing. People got gronked. People got gronked severely. That's true. You know, it's just, and you, you, you felt the, uh, you felt the wrath of week fifteen. Well, also Aaron Rodgers, who I right. basically sat in the rocking chair with all week, all season long. That week was uh, the Kansas City loss, yep. and he was off, and he didn't have nearly the game that anybody ever expected. And of course, wow. the the real Packers lost. My my virtual <laughs> team. <laughs> Was also affected. That was also missing from the game notes. Right. I I, I find that I guess reporting is either 
just gotten much, much worse. But I've seen mm-hmm. very little about our fantasy league in any of the major papers. But are you taking notes right now for the fourth season of the league to talk oh. about exactly oh my what has happened here and, and who has disappointed this year and, the pain, and moving forward, yes, what that means? Very much so. The pain the pain that has happened in the last three weeks mm-hmm. between between Gronkowski and Roma and all these things, it all it all gets fed right in. It all gets fed right into in. Into the league meat yes, grinder. into the league meat grinder. Uh, and in terms of most disappointing fantasy football players, there, there of course, there are many. Uh, I must point the finger at LeGarrette Blunt, who has oh. fallen off a cliff basically since since that the since week since basically I think they left him in London actually the yeah, entire no. team was but I mean he had that great run great against run Green against, Bay yeah, was great. which was the flash of you know of of LeGarrette if you will but the rest I mean he destroyed one of my fantasy teams absolutely took it out <laughs> single-handedly took it out just a fantasy cancer yes he was it right, metastasized affected, the entire team it affects all the other players around him. it somehow does right does it make you know does it make freddie jackson get injured does it hurt him on bradshaw's foot you don't know but having right. him in the lineup somehow no question did it bum greg jennings knee out you don't know i think it did yeah it definitely it just it just kept going and going yeah by the way thank you very much for uh for having us here we wanted to get you a small small token of our appreciation what do you have? uh we wanted to get you and your family mm. uh tickets to the cincinnati bengals game <laughs> Uh, this weekend, well, we just just we gotta one, fill, get one free, We gotta fill that anything? stadium. We gotta fill Paul Brown Stadium. So uh-huh. you can have them. Take as many as you want. They're giving them away. How many? How many, how many did you have? I have five hundred. <laughs> Which means they is it is it it's it's sort of like a four hundred one k. It's like a matching plan for the Bengals. Yes, this week? I, is that I, I mailed in right uh, fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I have five hundred tickets. <laughs> um, it's a sellout. It will be a sellout mm-hmm. with these kind of. These kind of giveaway, but yeah, I have a I have a giant section, so you just you just bring your. People so let's in. leap into that. Actually, let's actually talk real football here. Uh, do you think the Bengals beat the Ravens this week, Alec Berg? Do you think that happens? I, I honestly, I've been off the planet for the last week. You, you don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I will tell you. You tell me. I, I will tell you. I will tell you what's going on. Know what's going no, on. I, it, <laughs> Fantastic. Where have you been? Hold on a minute. Where, where have you been? I was in uh, Florida, mm-hmm. land of the Jews. <laughs> and You were at Del Boca Vista? I was right were in the heart were? of it. You really were? I was, no, I was in uh, Hollywood, okay. Fort Lauderdale. Right. Everybody with, knows with there's no football family. in Florida. Yeah. Not, there's no joy. There's no recreation. Actually, the Packers have there. more wins than the entire state of Florida professionally wow. combined. Amazing. Jacksonville, Miami, and Tampa combined. That is a good stat. It's a true stat. That is a so yeah 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 I don't know if you it, you didn't hear that in Hollywood Florida they weren't talking about that I I looked for a TV I didn't see so one. you're so you're you're out of it Wait, were you in Florida in the 1930s it felt like it have you been recently <laughs> I think I was so what were you doing in Hollywood Florida I was doing some family mm-hmm. stuff right. uh, I was I was engaged with my in laws parents uh, who live in a your in laws parents that's right what what do we I'm yeah. confused. Also, by the way, no that's TV. one concentric circle no, further than I can uh, understand. Look, you you are not half as confused as I was when I was in their apartment. Your in-laws. I walked parents, into. What do we call I walked people? into. It's my my brother-in-law's parents who live in Hollywood, Florida. Yes, that's no, I know. who you spend the holidays. Yes, with. well, brother-in-law's. No one's, no one's more important than your brother-in-law's parents. And now, those are the people that raised you. Those are the people that nurture you. Now you understand. Yes, you understand. Yes. 
when, that, if you why you would through, not know if the Bengals can if, beat the Ravens this you week. I've just discovered the, that. If you went through the traumatic process that I went through the last mm-hmm. week, you would understand. The he does only look way, gun shy, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, the I only don't even know where I am. In, the only way you can be in Florida and not know what's going on in the NFL is if you were in Florida in the 1600s with Hernan Cortez looking for the lost city of gold, <laughs> literally chopping with a machete through a swamp. I can tell you, I can tell you for a fact, they have not found the Fountain of Youth down there. They have not. They have not. No. So Cocoon is a myth? I am in. Is that what you're saying? I'm in an apartment. Two is a myth. Oh, that's a myth. I'm in an apartment that is wall to wall peach mm. and teal. It was like they took Sonny Crockett's jacket and they <laughs> decorated their apartment with it. It was spectacular. This is no, this is the brother-in-law's parents. That's right. House. Yeah. Apartment condo. Or, or as we How like you to get condo. Or, or, into that. I mean, seriously. Yeah, there I mean, it was. Wait, this is there, the, hold on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want. I want the genesis of this. Okay. Your lovely wife. Yes. Who I've met. Yes. She says to you. She's lovely, by the way. I know yes. that she is. She is. Um, she says the following. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we should go visit uh, my brother's house and hang with his parents for the holidays. And you say, "Don't say yes yet. Yeah. Let me finish." <laughs> yes, in Hollywood, Florida. In Hollywood, Florida. The genesis was this. Yes, they're going mm-hmm. to visit the parents. Right. We join them. And hence we join the parents. You know what those you know what those people, the most important people in your life, those brother in law's parents. <laughs> yes. Or would you like to call them mother and father, the be all end all mm-hmm. the supreme creator. Yes. But the brother in law's parents, you know what they could really use for uh for Christmas? Paris and Sandy Bengals tickets. <laughs> this, this Saturday. Well, fortunately, and whether and the question I, is, do they see a win? Do they see a win? They do not see a they win. They do not see they a win. They do not see a win. Baltimore has way too much to play for. So Baltimore is the AFC North champion yes. and the two seed yep. because New England is not losing to Buffalo. No. Correct? No. Okay. Two, we're going to piece our mind. way through this, whether, no. regardless of whether you can help or not, Alex. Well, we got to phone in those. You I, can help on some of these I, things because you're, you're a Denver fan. Let's start I, with that. I, I, spent, uh, I spent my youth as a Denver fan. Okay. So, so you, and I noticed, I was telling him, I walked into the offices here and the first thing I saw was a giant picture of Roger Staubach. Mm-hmm. Ripped our guts out in '78, and why is the Roger Staubach? Is is this in Huddle West? Oh, here you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The office, oh, the office here. here. I thought yeah, you yeah. meant. No. I thought you meant the the. No, Larry, Larry, David Larry has no pictures of Roger. No. Staubach. I was about to say I'm, I've been in there a couple yeah. times. I don't recall a Roger. We hide Staubach the cowboy photograph. stuff when you come. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. No. <laughs> Rich is yeah. coming. Hide the cowboy stuff. He trots out the jet stuff for you. And so then... Staub. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's. He's got to be beside himself right now. He's got to be absolutely beside himself. That right now. That team with the Jets. That is. I a mean, that, I mean, what a what a loss that was. Well, the Giants. The, the Giants, Giants punished not only them, but the Giants punished their own coach. They did. <laughs> the Giants were beating Coughlin everybody up that day. One on the Co- knee, man. Yeah. Was it? Was it where? It was some. Uh, no. It, yeah. Uh, it was somebody. Yeah. It was where pushed some. Uh, Aaron Maven hit where illegally right. went right into the shin. Of Tom Coughlin, I don't know if you heard that in 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 Florida. If, I if Tom Coughlin, I don't know if Tom, Telegraph. No, no, but I don't know. But I don't know if, if if there's some sort of voodoo that Coughlin is hit in the shin, and your brother-in-law's parents feel it. Yeah, everyone in Florida. You said, know what I mean? Like there might have been some sort of. I don't Rich, what happened was everyone in Florida said that, that young guy on the sideline just got a shin whack. <laughs> That's what everyone that whippersnapper. Yeah, look at that yeah, young guy. Oh, That's boy. why he shouldn't get too close. Yeah, talk to me when he has to have both of them replaced. That's what they said. <laughs> 
That's oh, nothing. Man. Let's so, see so can, and that was so, a one o'clock game, so that was a dinner. So you were uh, nap time. I so think. you are a, um, a Bronco fan from back in the day. Clearly, if you're I, wearing the Roger Staubach scars, the figurative and literal scars here's, here. Here's what I will say: 1978 was a bad year for me in sports because. Mm-hmm. My Broncos got gutted mm-hmm. by the Cowboys. And then, really, I'm, and I don't know if it's okay to say in here, Please. I'm more of a hockey fan. That's okay. I grew up a Colorado Rockies fan. And in 1978, they moved to New Jersey and became the Devils. Devils. And that was bad for you. And the closest team geographically to me living in Colorado was the LA Kings. So I became an LA Kings fan in 1978. Oh. And I've been what a carrying them, what a carrying them heavily yeah. ever since. Look, what it's a tale a, of it's woe. It's been dark. But uh, so are you? Are you at least following the exploits of the current Denver Broncos? Uh, with Tim I, I've, Tebow. I've I mean, heard of this young you, man, Tim Tebow. <laughs> he's right. not. He's not of the persuasion of most of the people that I've been associating <laughs> with. They understand. You, there's mean, another... you mean most of the people you throw, you're with, can throw the deep ball? Is that yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. They, can, Alec, they throw more than they Alec, can go through a progression. They Alec, definitely throw more than they run. These Alec they don't run hangs out with people that have a fifty percent completion rate. Anything below that, like Tebow. Right. These people can't walk. They certainly can't run the ball 22 times. Because my favorite, my favorite shots of the past eight weeks in football, there are many you know, shots that you get of, of, of fans who are, are intensely looking at the game or coaches who are into it. John Elway sitting in the, the suites above mm-hmm. watching Tebow time hit. The thought bubble over his head. I would love to fill it in. Yeah, because he's sitting there like the owner, that female owner in Major League. That's exactly going, what it is. He's it's going, Major League. Wait, they were supposed to lose. This was supposed to lose. This wasn't supposed to happen. And he's sitting there. That thought bubble was going, I got to do another year of this? I got to watch this for another year? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Major League. Yeah. It is. It is Major League. He, here, you guys want to stop complaining? Stop right. complaining, but you don't see Tebow. Here's Tebow. Right. Wait, he what? <laughs> yeah. No. No, no. But he said he's committing to him. He has to now. He has to for one more That he's like a he's a Bronco. He's not going anywhere. That's what he says. He's not going anywhere. Well, everybody needs a fullback. <laughs> Nicely done. So okay, so you have the Patriots, the one seed, the Ravens, the two seed. We know the Houston Texans are the three seed. The Broncos and the Raiders. Who wins the AFC West? It's gonna be Tebow time. It's gonna be Tebow time. It's gonna be Tebow time. I can't see it. I just he's not gonna lose. They're not gonna lose next week. They're week. playing Kansas City in one of the more delicious. Yeah. Revenge scenarios ever served up to Orton. a quarterback in the National Football League. Here Kyle you go, Orton, Orton, you're one and four. Thanks for playing. You now watch Tebow time hit week after week after week after week. Then they release him. Now he winds up on the team that can come back and stick the pin. Keep him right in out the of the Tebow playoffs. balloon. Yeah. It's entirely possible. It is entirely possible. I just I think I think Denver's gonna do it. But Denver can still lose and make it if the Raiders lose to San Diego. Right. So you're saying, I, I want a scenario from you. How here's do you see? How do you see? I, here's what I see happening. I would not want to be playing, even with last week, I would not want to be playing San Diego mm-hmm. in December. Even with January. last week. Right. Even with last week. I think they're still too good. They're still too talented. Yes, they laid a, um, I mean, they just ran into a buzzsaw with Detroit. Yes. But they're too good. I think San Diego wins, and I think Denver wins. So. So either way. Either way. Both ways. You think say either way. It is. It's, okay, and then the you path. say the Broncos are hosting the Steelers in the wild card weekend because you said the Ravens go. Yep. Um, and, and, and so now let's let's work let's work down the Bengals. The Bengals lose to the Ravens as you have both agreed. Sure, okay. sure. All right, I've come you, around. You, on you've that come one. around on that. You talked me into it. Okay. Um, then the Raiders. You say the Raiders lose to San Diego. Yeah. Hmm. 
those are two scenarios in which the New York Jets need to happen to make the playoffs. They also need Tennessee to lose at Houston, which is getting Andre Johnson back. Tennessee beats Houston? Uh, yeah. Tennessee beats Houston? Tennessee beats Houston. You think so? They're getting Wade Phillips back from his gallbladder surgery. He's going upstairs. He's going to coach the team from upstairs. Right. Look, TJ Yates can do a lot of things. He can operate on Wade Phillips' gallbladder. He can heal that. He can get. He can operate on He can help and right. do therapy on Andre Johnson's knee. He can right. do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he can lead the Houston Texans to another victory. Mm. And so I you mean, say Tennessee moves on I think with a win. That game. So you say now, – now, here's an interesting thing. Tennessee wins. Cincinnati loses. Oakland loses. What that means is the Tennessee Titans need a jet win in Miami to make the playoffs. Wow. Does that happen? Do the Jets beat Miami in Miami? What's uh, the sense you got from, from, <laughs> yes. from Hollywood, Florida? What, what, I, the, what, I, are the, what are the brother-in-law's parents' yeah, friends? Say? I, I don't think anybody's <laughs> beating anybody down in Miami. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. Okay. So it's an unstoppable force down there. The, the, know, the vigor. Man. No, the, the Jets win. The passion of the of the people of Southern Florida. The Jets have won. The Jets have been embarrassed. The Jets have so won. If more the, good so if the scenario takes place, yes, what you have said, you this say Tennessee pachinko, beats this little pachinko the, the, game. Yes, this little this we have dropped the NFL football AFC, plinko the, chip. The, and the it's, AFC yes. pachinko ball. Right. Is you around. say Oakland loses to San Diego. Yes. Cincinnati loses to Baltimore. Yes. Um, and Tennessee wins at Houston. We, yes. This is the scenario. If New York beats Miami. Tennessee goes. Wow. If Miami beats the Jets, the Bengals go, despite losing to to uh, to Baltimore. Wow. That's the scenario. Wow. You put them in or not. Give me the – did the Jets beat Miami or not? The Jets do beat Miami. They beat Miami. The so Jets that means you Miami. say the Tennessee Titans are going to the playoffs. Yeah. Two teams from the – that's wow. – look, that's the, not – when I walked in here today, hmm. there were a few things I didn't think I was going to say. <laughs> One, I didn't think I was going to talk about your wife's brother's – Parents, in law. I didn't think you so. Either, had an inkling, I, you had Alec, an inkling. You had an inkling. That was a little thing in the back of my head. Maybe you I knew. did that a five percent. But I did know. not think I was going to come here and say that the Tennessee Titans were going to be in the playoffs. Hmm. But you've walked me through it. But I guess. But those are. The, I think the yeah, only quibble I have is I think Andre Johnson is going to have an unbelievable game simply because I'm no longer depending on him in my fantasy league. Mm. <laughs> You're not wrong, by the way. Yes. As, as long as I don't need him anymore, right. so he's going to have a career game. Well, the, the pressure's off. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure's off. Clearly. You put the dream team label too harshly on the players. I, I gotta I, lay off the players a little bit. Yeah. And by the way, year. you were you've been talking about a few uh, scenarios, you know, shots of the mm, season that mm, you remember. Mm. Uh, and I want to mention one that I remember. And that is, uh, it is a Thursday night game. Uh, it's in uh, Century Link Field, formerly Knee Quest Field. Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, Eagles, Eagles, Seahawks. Seahawks. Yes. Uh, my wife Jackie and I are there as a guest of the uh, Rich Eyes in the NFL Network. Indeed. Amazing, watching the game from the sidelines. Which fun. I will tell you, people, there's no there's <laughs> no better way to watch a game than on the sidelines. It's it's like if you love hospital shows mm-hmm. and so you always watch ER, <laughs> you're now you're now in the operating room. You're just in the operating. It was room. right there. You so got a scalpel. Saying, you got a suction. You do it all. And interesting enough. Uh, you were sterilized to be on the sidelines. Yes, as well. Very, well, very much. I but mean, that's for separate other reasons. So, yeah, Had nothing we to do with go into, right. Yeah, but so uh, you're saying all these people are nuts for sitting in the stands. They should be on the sidelines. They should be on the sidelines. But again, you were also uh, you were a guest of mine in Seattle. But you were also part of the research team for me that night. Well, you know, we do and a lot. That of was research. not a nervous tick on my <laughs> right. No, no, no. As part of the research, <laughs> we do a lot of research both for the show. Of course, you're researching. It's, it's, it's all, all research. Uh, but one of the things that I, one of the, the so we're, we're there on the sidelines with Rich, <laughs> and we're talking about research, doing a little bit of research. Of and 
uh, Rich pulls out a little, uh, it's a little toothbrush. It's called a whisk. It's a tiny little toothbrush. It's a, it's a toothpasteless toothbrush. And look, he's he's working there. He's got to got to take care of the money maker. Seriously. So a uh, little. They're, they're, what, 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 I don't mean to interrupt your story, but I'm just because Alex looking at me like this crazy. Uh, there there really is never a bad time for dental hygiene. I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. I'm just – we're just – at least we're lockstep about that. I, right. okay. I have sat at a dinner table with my father who pulled out floss at a restaurant and is floss it, Is that true? Is, is this true. a true story? That is true. Boy. No, we could we could fill a book with tales of dental vigilance. vigilance yes, I could. Say. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so he pulled it out, taking care of your face, got to do it, mm-hmm. going to be on the air. And uh, I ask what it is. He tells me what it is. He uh, says, do you want one? I go, sure. I'll take one. Why not? So now it's just two cool dudes yep. just cleaning their teeth on the sideline of an NFL game. And mm-hmm. my wife – Jackie looks and she goes, will you guys just move? And I realize, I look around, I realize the uh, Seahawks cheerleaders, the Seagulls, mm-hmm. have begun to perform. And so for the NFL fan, their NFL fan experience is looking at the Seagulls and in the middle of the Seagulls performance, seeing Rich and I just two schmoes yeah. cleaning their teeth in the middle of this in the middle of this intricate choreographed dance number. Our man cards were immediately revoked. Yeah, that, and that is my... Memory. That's, that's that your is memory? my. I'm so glad my, I could provide that. That is my favorite so shot glad of this NFL season. That I was able to provide that <laughs> <laughs> between you and your wife and and your love of the Seahawks, who darn near. I'm very proud. It off, I'm man. very proud of them this year. This was your Seahawks. Listen, if your Seahawks had held on to that uh, ten point lead late, the week before we were there, the in, Washington the, game. Yeah, the, yes, the Washington game. But the week before the NFL Network was there in Philadelphia, if they'd pulled that off, if they'd held on to that lead. They'd still be alive in the playoffs. How about right now. how about six to three against the Browns in the lowest oh, scoring game of their entire gracious. franchise? I mean, six to three, and you know it just they they are as I said before they are mm-hmm. they they are it's a sandwich. You've got two great pieces of bread now: an amazing right. defensive piece of bread, right. an amazing offensive line piece of bread. They need some meat. They need a quarterback. What kind of you don't like Tavares because Tavares has definitely improved. Tavares definitely has improved. improved in the in the latter stage. Fumble at the end of that game, mm-hmm. right? No pocket awareness. Let the ball get bounced. Right against up, the 49ers. Against 49ers. Right. They were driving. He holds onto that ball. They kick so the field what do you, goal, what do, you do? What do you do? Well, because Barkley's now staying. Yes. See, this is the problem. They're they're going to end up, they end up, I think, let's say they go 8-8. Eight eight. They beat Arizona for the, in a game that the East Coast says, what? But <laughs> right. this, is, this game is important. This is for second place in the division, so you get to have a harder schedule, and you'll move up to, say, 15th, 17th, 18th in the draft. Right. So it's, it's not a game you really want to win, but both teams are going to try and win it. Of course. So if you have... Used to have Barkley, RJ three, and Locke, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you get a partner you can move up with with three with three uh, three quarterbacks. Maybe you move up to get Washington's spot. You move up somewhere. This time, I think they're going to have to they're going to have to wait another year. They're certainly not getting the first round. Well, I mean, last year all they had to do was pull the trigger on Andy Dalton, and yeah. look what he is. So you never know who's going to be at the bottom of the first round or the middle of the first round well, to I, take. But I think it's going to have to. What I would do mm-hmm. is you get best player available. You, they need a they need someone to on the opposite side of Chris Clemens. Right, you got to get someone for the defensive line there, and then uh, you go uh, this uh, Mississippi State, Austin Davis in the look second. Look at you third. already. Look at you. That's you, Mayock. You. Listen, that's look what you at do. You Austin scouting. Davis. Austin Davis from Mississippi State. Look at him. Hopefully, you get him. In, hopefully, you get him in the third round. Listen to you. I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you the other thing you do. What do you do? Is you you don't see anybody you like around. Let's say you're 15. Mm-hmm. You trade down, get as many draft picks as you can for mm-hmm. next year. And next year, you move up. With that, those picks, and you go get that quarterback of the future. You take the in. quarterback of the future. I'll tell you one thing that you should be glad you didn't do is Kevin Cobb. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I mean, he has just had a brutal 2011. Yeah. That did not just work. Just brutal. It's and they brutal. leveraged what they lost. They lost Cromartie. 
Oh a Rogers Cromartie yeah, and no. a second round pick. Oh, darn it. Hey, they could still finish 500. Um, speaking of great images of the year, there was one great one. Uh, the Newark Star Ledger photographer took a great photograph of Brandon Jacobs basically chest to chest with Rex Ryan after the giant win over the Jets. And apparently the two of them started going at one another because Rex was, you know, talking up his team in the week before, no. yes. Um, and apparently, according to the Newark Star-Ledger, the line that um, Brandon threw at Rex Ryan was, time to shut up, fat boy. Now, you two as great writers wow. and producers, is that – Do you would I you get- would you punch up that copy or – or do you think, Alec, that that, I, is, that is that is sort of Curb, Seinfeld, Sasha Baron Cohen film a, quality material there's a, there? There's a, a phrase that people use in writer's rooms, which is first blurt, which is a lot of times when somebody throws out an initial joke idea, mm-hmm. the, the very first iteration of that joke, you spend 20 minutes or half an hour trying to top it, mm-hmm. and you always come back around to that one. I wouldn't touch it. So you go with Brandon Jacobs' first sure. alert. You, That's that 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 works for you. I'm. Oh, hold you, on. You want to well, workshop it? Are we have a chance. We have, we have we can, we have, no, we can again, round table for a second. Here's, That's here's what the podcast is for. We're, we'll we'll table it. We'll see what Let's we can do. It. And I feel this is great. I'm in the writers' room. My instinct is first blurt. But I would have suggested for young Mr. Jacobs. Yeah. Boy, you really put your foot in your mouth. That's next level. That's next level, but that's a little too much. Too, too I think, clever, too I think, clever. Yeah, that's a little I too much nuance. Uh, I, I'm always for for an emotional game ending moment. Walking off the field, there's a lot of testosterone flowing. That might be a little bit too right. next I'm, level. I've always been accused of being too clever for the room. Is that right? Yeah. Is that true? It just doesn't feel. It doesn't sit in Brandon's mouth right. I think. No. Um, great. You so, want to, is there anything else? Because uh, boy. I, Let's see. Yeah, because I mean, again, it's just it's too big, man. Right? right, and time to shut up, fat boy. You know, I don't <laughs> know. Does, I don't know if does, I'm delivering it the same certain, way right, Brandon there's delivered a certain it. Bluntness to it that seems. Yeah, I like right. it. No, it really did look like that picture. It looked like when uh, two of those uh, like sea elephants and stuff. They just they bang. They... You know what I thought of? I thought of those. If you put on. Um, those uh, those blow up suits, sumo suits. Yes, you know, yeah, like yeah. If you're, you're, yeah. You're, you know, you're smaller people, but you blow up the sumo suits and you start bashing into one another. That's what it looked like to me. Like they they should put uh, NFL logos and put it on NFLshop.com. Like the the, the blow up sumo suits. I'm, the I'm, way, I'm also that's, marketing. I'm that's, not. A, I mean, I, that, you know, that's look, my workshop. You're you're there. working on many levels. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, the other thing, do we really know that's what they said or did? Where we eaten? Where was it? Where we eaten? No, I definitely boy? don't think they were. They were making dinner plans. No, no, no. According to the photographer. This was the quote, because I read it on Twitter, sure. which means it's true. Right. And um, that was the quote. The social media of record. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. It's one step above Tumblr, I think, for, right. for accuracy and, uh, right. and, and gravitas. Well, there's somebody over at Twitter vetting, I think. No, <laughs> it's a Twitter vetter. They've yeah. got a whole legal, Twitter Twitter. legal department. It's a Twitter vetter. I mean, it literally looked like uh, one of them was trying to feed the other one like a baby bird. Like you could have put a tiny little morsel in, and if both their mouths were open... And if Brandon was the mama bird mm. and Rex was the baby bird, right? That's that's a little bit look like. It looked like he was feeding him a little mm-hmm. a little worm or a little. Piece Someone of... is going to Photoshop in a piece of spaghetti that they're both <laughs> Lady in the Tramp style. Instead of Lady yeah. in the Tramp, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's we coming. should do that this, on the podcast. This could be the start of a beautiful a there beautiful relationship. This is yeah. See, I, I love. It. I feel like I have now been in. So the first blurt of Brandon Jacobs is the keeper. 
That's I, it. I think dialogue-wise, sure, and then we'll we'll get on our phone. I'll say more we, like unless, a soliloquy. I don't okay. know how much the dialogue yeah, there. Yeah, was. unless we can work blue, I'll stick with it. Um, work blue. No, work no, blue. I, I we can edit it out. Blue. We'll edit it out or we'll bleep it out. Work blue. Go for it. Oh no, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't. Work I wouldn't, blue. No, work I blue. Work blue. No, no, like I, it's HBO. Come what? on, like this is an HBO program. Go ahead, work blue or FX or hear the stuff they get away with. That is true on FX. Uh, by the way, that is some some of the stuff you say in the league. By the it's way, it's just like I, I I do have to see I do hit I do hit info on my Directv button to see if I'm on what what channel. I can't tell you how many people how many people go. Hey, I'm on I'm on basic cable. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten we get away. They they give us enough rope to hang ourselves. I was going to say latitude. Week, yeah, every week you're just witnessing a hanging. Basically. Which, by the way, is Brian Billick's favorite word. He listens to this podcast too every now and then. What's it? Latitude. 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 Loves it. Really? Loves it. You need the latitude. You need to give your quarterback enough latitude. The coaching staff has latitude from the from management to do what it needs to do. Really? Yeah. The quarterback gets the latitude he needs to change things at the line. When speaking of latitude, you know it's I mean? being because it's Alex... different. Because lat, you know, latitude is different. There's no, there's no, there's longitude, no longitude in football. No, there's no longitude. There's in football. no longitude in football. The by the way, by the way, which is, which is, which is what Tom Coughlin said to his team after they won. No, <laughs> doesn't that sound like the worst coaching speech of all time? There is no longitude in football. No, one. You word. get off till Wednesday. One word, boys. Longitude. <laughs> Go home and think about it. See, it doesn't work. No, it's like I've, I've looked at the mean, median, and mode of our stats. Yeah, we did See, find, All right, point Dexter. Very strange. Yeah, it's very, very strange. Um, so, uh, are you speaking of latitude and yes. quarterbacks? Yeah, sure. Uh, and I was going to ask you yeah. the, I guess, let's see, number two seed, 49ers. Mm-hmm. Speaking of latitude for a quarterback, yeah, Alex Smith. What about him? Is he, is he sticking around? Oh yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's new there. deal. I think they're going to give him a new deal. Well, I mean, why really? not? The Fitzpatrick. Deal. He fits. It's it's. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it's similar to Sanchez in New York in my mind, that right now what he is doing fits perfectly with the way the rest of the team is performing defensively and certainly uh, running-wise, offensive line-wise. He is is doing really, really well. And I know know, um, one of the quotes of the year that Jim Harbaugh said when he was was, – Alex Smith was brought up in a post-game press conference as game-managing the team. He's been a game-manager – and uh, Harbaugh said that that offended his sports sensibility. Well, a game is so not a Seven Eleven. Well, you, what he said is that he's not a manager. A quarterback's sort of a pitcher. So I think he he sort of misunderstood in a way. What right. the, it, it seemed to me like he, he he took it to mean like no, we're not we're not talking baseball analogies here. Right. It's like you're managing the game, sort of in a way like don't screw it up, just don't turn it over, just make the first downs, make the third and two throw instead of trying to do something stupid late over the he middle, ne- and throws. and everything will work out. That's essentially what's what's happening with him. So. As long as the defense plays the way it does, as long as Frank Gore is healthy, as long as that offensive line stays intact, Alex Smith is perfect for what Jim Harbaugh wants to do with that team. Sanchez, as long as that offensive line stays intact, as long as that defense plays the way it does, as long as the ground and pound is their primary philosophy, Sanchez works. This year, it all went to hell. Offensive line-wise, went to hell. Defense, it's not the same. Sanchez now has to win games. He's got to win. He's got to go ahead and and get the 10 points, 14 points that they're down. 
or against Denver, put some points on the board. Couldn't do it. Hasn't been able to do it. And everyone's wondering what his future is. And he's got two years left on his deal. That's my Smith. That's my long-winded answer. But I think they are definitely going to re-sign him. What else okay. are you going to do? What I mean, they got Colin Kaepernick in last year's draft. A lot of people think he's not ready, for sure. I right. mean, he's definitely not ready to get the reins handed over to him yeah. after what happens this year. I mean, they darn near may, might make the NFC Championship game. And if somehow, some way, no, you don't think so? One and done. They're one and done. <laughs> one and done. One and done. One and done. The 49ers are not going to S the bed in St. Louis, if you will. Oh, no. They're going to have the so they're two gonna have the They're going to have the two. They get the buy. Okay. That's why I'm saying one and so done. So let's, 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 let's extrapolate. Okay. Um, that means New Orleans might wind up going there. That's why. Okay. And you think Drew Brees is going to go into that stadium on a nice sunny day. Yep. On, on, not on turf. And on, do what he the... does. Yep. No blackouts will help the 49ers. No blackouts will help because it'll be a day game. It'll be a day game. And there's, I just don't see the 49ers being able to keep up what – Might be gonna... a night game too. That might be that. Uh, well, there game. we go. All right. But I, I, I seriously – Bring the blackout that, right back in. There I think go. that the 49ers – right back in. They're not going to be able to put up – not going to be able to put up enough points. It's not going to work. So who goes to the Super Bowl? Give me your Super Bowl picks. Uh, my Super Bowl picks are actually uh, the Saints. You think the Saints – so then you think the Saints win their first home game and then the, go the to San Francisco and, and then win back to back the games in San Francisco that, and Lambeau Field. And Lambeau Field. The game everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see that. The rematch of the opening game. Yes. Opening game of the season and the NFC Championship are going to be the same and they're going to be it's going to be a barn burner again. And the results will be reversed. I think the results will be reversed. Look, Who's the Saints the almost had it. Who's, Ingram. I know. Ingram, they were, fourth and one. They were a two yard, they were two yard, they were one, yeah. one or two yards. One yard away. Ingram, fourth and one, stop, done. So who wins the AFC? Uh that's the the AFC championship Nobody game. The knows. AFC championship game is is the Patriots in Baltimore. Okay, uh, which is simple. Because I think it's the one and two seed, but I do think they're. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow I don't know how with that defense. I think the Patriots are going to be there. Hmm. I think the Patriots. I don't that that defense is somehow going to tighten up in the playoffs. Here's my prediction: whichever team is the sixth seed is going to go into Houston and win that game. I saw Houston with yep. my own two eyes. It's not it, it just, anymore. I mean, it just, they have big problems at that quarterback position. And I think whichever six seed is going to win, I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that six seed goes to New England and is uh, a meet for the, yep. for the, for the, what do we call it? The grinder or the fodder or whatever. I don't know. What's the gronk, the, I think it's going to be the gronk machine. The gronk machine. They get gronked. They get gronked big time. You know what this means? That uh, Pittsburgh, if they win in the AFC West, we get Pittsburgh, Baltimore, part trois. Yep, which and is ba- another game everybody right. wants to see. Baltimore's won the first two. Mm-hmm. I think they win the third. I love it. I want to talk uh, before I let you guys go because we've been going on and on. I love this um, about your work, what you guys are doing. Let's get right down to the nitty and the gritty. Season nine, where are we on curb? We are in protracted negotiations, not legal, mm-hmm. like creative. Like you're talking about, with, talking about with Larry. Yeah, you're you're well, you're, look, you're putting the, you're putting you're putting items in front of Larry for him to make a in, decision. We're in discussions. The, the, there's never there was not going to be a season six. There was not going to be a season seven. There was not going to be a season eight. Definitely wasn't going to be a season eight. No, that was insane. Because after the Seinfeld, you guys that that that's we like an Elway walk off. That's a that's a Done. that's a Bettis walk off. A Strahan walk off. No, no more. No Moss. So then, why, so then how did a season eight come about? Can you at least this, walk me through that so at least I can were, have a mindset about how season nine might happen? Very similar to how season nine. negotiations. There mm-hmm. were discussions very similar to what's happening now. Which is what? Which is you guys saying, these are our ideas, mm-hmm. and, we, Larry, and Larry scratches his chin? Is that well, what No, no, what, what happens, this is all, all the 
the negotiations, the con- the creative conversations, they all happen in the form of there is not going to be another season. So that's off the table. The idea of a season six, seven, eight, or nine, all those are off the table. It, it so, starts with this. Obviously, we're not doing it. But, but if we were, okay, how would we do it? So, the, but that is still the same construct of the current conversation. Yes. And so you're saying I've got a chance. Then. Yes. <laughs> yes, you have a chance. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we there, are. Uh, there is no season nine. Like I said, the way there was no season eight, there was no season seven. Yeah. There was. No we've been we've six. been sitting with him, throwing around ideas, uh, talking about things that make us laugh, mm-hmm. stories that have happened to us. We've all had a a little bit of time to go out in the real world and embarrass ourselves, or yes, uh, you know, see things that that we go mm, that that okay, um, you know. And there's been a little help from the inside. Uh, that. Uh, the sneeze in the uh, the God bless you in the bathroom stall from this podcast from this podcast when we when we when we workshopped that idea with yeah. Larry and and Garland J B Smoove and Bob Einstein that that helps that's it's that's this one. podcast could be that's a factor. one that's one you're a factor that's one it's you are one a factor. it is one brick in the wall of what may become yeah. structurally sound the sneeze in the point. bathroom yeah do you say God bless you if you are outside of the stall to the person sneezing inside of the stall and it's clear based on everybody's positioning that you are here and that person's there and everybody knows where everybody is spatially. Right. That's, and that's a, that's a, do you admit, do you, do you admit? admit that I know where you are? I know what you're doing. Correct. Right. It's there's so many, there's so many levels. Right. No, it's I mean, that man. Once you go into that stall, it's like you're committing a murder. Can I give you another one to use? Potentially. Please, please well, throw, another 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 throw another brick. Throw another brick. Yeah. You, you may not particularly like this one though, Alec, because uh, it's, it involves mm-hmm. you, and I have seen this, and I know that there are. Oh, I, I, I know how, that there are. I know there I are. Like I know. It. No, no. I, I know. And one of some of my favorite scenes of Curb is when Larry is on the golf course, sure. and there are certain things that go down on the golf course that that rankle him. And there's certain because go- your show is all about, in many ways, etiquette, social contracts, and social fabric, and how we approach it, and how we protect it, and how we attack it or defend it, and what and in what ways you have the right to do any of those things. So the golf course is rife with that sort of stuff. Certainly. Okay. Written rules, at unwritten your, rules. At your wedding mm-hmm. in the beautiful country of Mexico, we were all golfing the day of, day before, whatever. This man, Alec Berg, is part of my foursome. And Estapa Marina Golf Course. Okay. There Estapa, you go. Mexico. Estapa Marina. That's right. right? right. Okay. That's right. I'm uh, just setting the scene. Uh, yes. Painting and, a vivid picture. And, and, and you have one of those yardage finders that, Straight out of the sharper image, right? Where you, you shoot it from, from like 200 <laughs> yards away, right? Like you, you click the button and you know right. exactly it's how not... far you are from your current position. To like, the a, like a golf marine. Right. Correct. Yes. Exactly. You need to set that. You set know, that so you way. know exactly how far you are because you need to know, do I have a five iron in my hand? Do I have a six iron in my hand? Do I maybe need a nine or a pitching wedge if you're 120 or, you know, 98? I mean, these are crucial, when these are crucial and when pieces you're, of information. When you're this good, when your machine, your body yes. is this, you know, tightly attuned and tightly yes. calibrated. Thank you. You want to know exact Correct. distance to the end. Have when you your ever, tolerances have you ever, have you ever, Jeff Schaefer, seen anybody use that device from the fringe of the green? <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody who is not on the green but just mere feet away bust out a yardage not feet, distance? Yards. Am I? Feet. Inches. Am I 15 feet from the hole? Yes. 14.8 
Yes, that is apparently what really? Alec Four- needed as we are standing. Like, it's 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 whole for 14, okay? It's whole, like, 13, 14, long day. Clearly, oh, I, thought you said it was clearly, for the, I thought you said it was for the Masters. No, 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 no. I was about to say, oh. clearly by this point in time, all of our golf <laughs> acumen has been put on display for everybody. Right. And it's obvi- it's been obvious for hours. There is no claret jug at stake. <laughs> I disagree. There's no green then jacket. You may as well not play. You may as well not play. All of our wives are back at the hotels. No doubt already done their swimming or spying or whatever they're doing. And they're no doubt looking at their watches saying, when and are Alex these guys just, coming beep. back? And here is this man. Like the Terminator. Just. Yes. <laughs> get it exactly right. How is this not a scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm for season nine? I don't, I don't find it particularly funny. <laughs> I think what he means to say is it's too I sad. It's I don't too, think it's. It hits I don't think too it's close enjoyable. to home. It cuts too close to the bone. It's not particularly. What would Larry have said if somebody if that had happened to well, Larry? If if I was if Larry were in my shoes, here's what Larry would have done. Larry, I can. And you, I, you, say, you no no you 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 say and I will take counterpoint. Okay, I, I get two does. minutes for rebuttal. Larry Larry would take his golf clubs. Mm-hmm. Go to the next hole and, st- and just tee up and start to go. Well, start to go. First yes. of all, Larry does that. He wouldn't say anyway. a word. He wouldn't say a word. Larry he would does look that at him anyway. using a yardage finder. <laughs> yes, right. He would see this man using a yardage finder from the fringe first of the green. Be, what are we doing? What are we doing? I see. I first of all, I disagree. Having played with him, Larry is incredibly obsessive. Mm-hmm. Much the same way that sure. someone who hypothetically used allegedly. Uh, no, no, there's uh, no alleged. I, I, no, no, this yes, happened. Right. Come on. This is first person. You're, you're this, on it. This happened. You're on it. Right. It, was, it was 39 yards. This is a credited member of the press. <laughs> and, and it was. It was. 30, it was 39 it most certainly and, was not 39. Even if, it was, say, even, it, even if it was. Hey, can okay, I say sorry, Rich, sorry, Rich, No, no, Rich, it was 30. What do you mean to say? It wasn't 38 and it wasn't 40. That's right. He knows. <laughs> That's it. It was exactly 39 yards. And I am, I am happy to report, mostly due to the grilling that I received... Afterwards, I have been laser free since that day. You've been <laughs> so I helped. I helped. I, I You're a better you, person. I think, I think you tattered my go- my yardages are way off. Mm-hmm. My is, precision is falling. I have into now the, given you garbage. another Look, scene. An, think about it. You've thrown another. Think about it. Think about it. Larry and Funkhauser and Funkhauser. Funkhauser. Funkhauser from the fringe. Yeah. Takes See, a I, yardage finder out and starts looking. Come on, that's gold. It is good. It's good. There I you like go. It. That's I, I, two. But I think you've That's misread. Two. I think you've misread Larry's golf game. Larry is as obsessive about the finer points and details sure. of golf, of training devices, of where is my. Right elbow? Of Do course. I no, supinate or no, that, pronate? No, but that's that's completely understandable. I'm also again. I've never golfed with Larry. I'm assuming um, golfing at a certain pace is crucial as well. That he cannot stand around and watch somebody futz it's... with a yardage finder. <laughs> so you're you're saying it's is, a pace of play up, issue? No yeah. question, a pace of play issue. Interesting. Hmm. Larry's an avalanche, no and you sir no. are a glacier. No, no. La- Larry's on. Larry. I'm, Larry strikes me as a guy who's like playing polo out there. Like he's just he's he's he is he's making sure that the shot is right, would, no, but he I is moving. Imagine... He is moving. Oh, oh, unquestionably, and actually to the point where I think if you. If you filmed Larry playing by himself mm-hmm. and then playing with the foursome, mm-hmm. 
his movements are exactly the same. I'm mean, sure they are. One of my favorite curb scenes is when he's on a par three on the on the tee box, watching somebody you know measure their putt like they were trying to win the Masters. It's one yeah. of my favorite scenes. And again, I'm just playing into this thing here. No, Funkhauser with, with a range finder. Funkhauser with a range finder. Funkhauser with a range finder. Done. See, lock it in. That's another one. You don't That's like another to one. be. I, I'm going to be a factor until this show's back on the air. You don't like to be the genesis of a Funkhauser story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Alec. Take one for the team, yeah. bro. No, no, yeah. sure. I will. Take one no, for I, the team. No, I will say I've played golf with Larry many times, and he's not wrong. There have been times where myself and whoever else we're playing with mm-hmm. are finishing up on one green. Larry is literally teeing off on the next hole. See, he's not I, even waiting. I, I, I'm, I knew it. You should see these two in the office. They're both studying see, each other's See, this is the obsession I'm talking like, about. Like fun. two Bulgarian weightlifters looking at each other's lats. Like, just sort of say, I'm... They're just looking at each other, and so you're like this, and it's like, just kiss. <laughs> okay, so then, so then, season nine, we are we're we're building, we're building, we're building. Okay, yeah. Do you do it's you a, know? A, I mean, could it could it could it go in through in the entire 2012 without a decision? Is that possible? No. Okay. No. So when no, by, when mean, do you it, think it, that it goes back to Larry's impatience? Like at a certain point, no matter how hesitant he is mm-hmm. to commit to doing the show mm-hmm. he's the he's he's going to commit to something okay yeah so a- after or a while all this, dis- all this discussion is sort of like the rangefinder on on the fringe it's just like a, it, yeah you it's build- time to put it down and 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 make the shot at a certain point you've cooked enough food to serve it right okay so That's, so we're in the uh, kitchen we're in the kitchen yeah we're in the kitchen and and the and the and the serving we're not serving is right around draft time should i say that april is that that's a very good that's a very good. Yeah, we go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to check back in with you. Yeah. Guys. That's in that's the meantime. You guys have a huge movie coming out in May, correct? Yes, we do. The, the dictator. The, the dictator with the, the next Sasha Baron, Sasha Baron Cohen film. Correct. Yes. Huge news recently because of the the trailer came out. Yes, it did. What, what can you tell me about this film? Um, well, if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, Sasha plays a uh, a dictator from North Africa. Uh, it's basically. Ripped from the headlines that we've seen in the last few years. So, although we got it's it's bizarre the sort of the luck that we had because we conceived the movie and started working on it before all of the Arab Spring stuff, mm-hmm. while Gaddafi was still very much alive and in power, and all of this stuff was happening as we were making the movie. Right. I mean, literally doing rewrites. Wait, there's all this stuff about Osama. Wait, Osama, what? He what? All right, change that. Like. I mean, you know, whereas we're literally about to go so to production. So the Arab Spring was messing with your creative process. Yes. It was actually very, I think, very selfish. Very selfish to those right. people. <laughs> very selfish. I mean, it's fine for them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. in certain cases, yeah. one but would imagine. With, with all, there are casualties. Our, our first draft. There you go. <laughs> That's, the, again, not reported. Not reported. I didn't and see I that in know, the game notes either. No, from, I don't know. Uh, I don't, does everyone just have their eyes shut? From uh, Cairo. I didn't see that yeah. in the Cairo the, game the, notes. The kind, Cairo I SI, no. I didn't see that. So, Nothing. so it's um, where where are you in this process right now? You're... We're editing, we're editing right now, and mm-hmm. uh, and just getting our uh, the assembly sort of out. We're just sort of fine tuning it. It's a very funny movie. So, people who have seen all of Sasha's films, is this similar to it? Is this sim- similar to Borat? It's similar. It's to a little different. It's different Bruno? from Borat and Bruno in that everyone who's in the movie mm-hmm. knows they're in the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so right. we have. We have actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's much more of a it's a traditional movie. Okay. So, um, but it's still it's still Sasha, and it's still 
It's very satirical, mm-hmm. uh, and it's ridiculously funny. What is he like? He's amazing. I mean, it's an amazing, amazing, super talented writer. And just like Larry, amazingly talented writer and just the hardest workers in showbiz. Just got to get funnier. How can it get better? How can it get better? He's also, his brain is sort of freakish that we can generate pages and pages and pages of material. And when he gets into an improv situation, and what we did is we we scripted it all, but there was an enormous amount of improv within Mm -hmm. the scripted material. He can pull lines out in context in the moment from months ago really that you forgot it's all in there it's just amazing like it's he it's like a computer no kidding yeah yeah where yeah. It, he'll pull out the perfect joke for the perfect moment and you go oh my god i forgot it that was six months ago we had that line and we you know that's, stashed it away that's and it's the just, god-given it's talent mind. right there yeah 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 i mean i i think we sat through probably for some of the the key other parts 50 or 60 auditions with people and in every single one of them he would improv some moment, you know. I mean, we've seen the same scene fifty or sixty times, and there's some new moment that's just perfect and hilarious. Is it appropriate to call him the Peter Sellers of our day, as people are doing that? Is that or is that? Um, I no, I actually do think it because there's a, a fearlessness, absolute like absolute fearlessness mm-hmm. and um, devotion to the character. Like he can get so into the character that, like Alex saying, he can. It's very hard to improv in a character when that character is nothing like you, right? At all, but he's which I think was Peter Sellers' genius, also. Right. There's no question about that. Yeah. But what's it like being around with him? Because you, because you know, I mean, he's a Brit and he's always in character. Well, do we, people know who? I mean, and I say this with all due respect. Do people know who he is walking around? I mean, do people stop and he say, does a very good job of being of being when he's himself of being very like just so average that and just right. so can't that you don't you he just can walk right by you that's which well is he's also he's done, he's done a very good job of keeping himself kind of out of the media as himself you know when he did press for borat and bruno he did it all in character right he does very few appearances as himself so is he going to do that for the dictator too you think yeah i would yeah. assume yeah by the way, the one thing, him being a Brit, we get into trouble sometimes. Like when he, with Bruno, he, he actually interviewed Pete Rose. And it was a funny interview with Pete Rose. And, right. and he goes, no, we're not going to use it. No one knows who that is internationally. And you go, but it's Pete, Pete Rose. Rose. And right. he goes, and then he named, he goes, well, yeah, but that's like, you know, Ashton Wigley. And I go, who? He goes, big old English cricket player. And he goes, oh, <laughs> he's got you. He's got your point. And he's got your point. So like, there's, a, there's an interview of, of Pete Rose and Bruno. And Bruno. Yeah. Has that made the light of day anyone? No. Even on a DVD extra? Uh, I don't believe it's on a DVD. So what was it like? It was, <laughs> it was pretty outrageous. It was uh, a version of a scene that we did with uh, Latoya Jackson and <laughs> and Paula Abdul um, where they uh, ate sushi off a naked Mexican gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, while and sitting, on, sat, Mexican while sitting on Mexican chairs. Um, and Pete Rose was uh, in that. And Pete Rose was in that? <laughs> you're like you're like half embarrassed, but proud of it. That's, that's like an achievement. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. But again, no one knows. And who the Pete only Rose is. Re- the only reason why that didn't make the film. Pete Rose does not have international box office appeal. Hmm. If only he had the Jerry Lewis in him. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't. If no. he if he gets in the hall, then forget it. That's it. Oh, then all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, guys, you're the best. Thanks for 
doing this. Super fun. Um, you bet. My pleasure. Say hi I, to I, the. Uh, it was mostly pleasurable. I oh, until what? Well, yeah. I'm telling you, you I gave you something that's going to help. I gave you something that's going to help. Alec, it's like Funk medicine. House, yeah. It's like medicine. You didn't like it at first, but it's going to help you. Like, well, like it's I said, I have been, I literally have been laser free since that uh, God bless since you. that weekend. God bless you. Yeah. Keep it up. And Keep it up. A four-year shame nap. Um, league on FX, the League on FX, season four, when is that? Next, uh, just coming in just next, next fall. Next, next fall. Next and fall. the DVD for season two, if people need their fix, is out right now with uh, lots of extras with Ocho Cinco, Josh Cribbs, and the hilarious T-Sizzle. T Sizzle's the great. T Sizzle, yeah. who is just an amazing, amazing. And man. people can get that in stores. Get that in stores right now. In stores everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Dictator comes out sometime in May. Middle of May. Right around the draft yeah. is when hopefully season nine will be born. Yeah. Okay, for Curb. Yeah. That's and in good. between, then you two got to yeah. play golf. We'll play golf. And please send my yeah. best to your brother in law's parents. I, Will you please well, do that? You just did. You just did. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to download or, uh, well, or see they this. They certainly on are now. But if they're not, I just want to just. Send my best. I figured out how to send, send a smoke signal to the middle of Florida. Send my holiday best. I will. I will pass along your your heartfelt holiday greetings. <laughs> yeah, Alec your, Berg, your Hanukkah greetings. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. That's Alec Berg and Jeff Schaefer on the podcast. Now I'm pleased to have back on the podcast the only guests who I'm able to have on this week because they're on break. There's no other guests that I can have on and say that about them. That's how unique these guests are. They're on holiday winter break. And those guys that I'm referring to back on the podcast, fourth grader, 10-year-old, Jake Robinson. Good to see you, sir. You too. Wearing uh, a Deion Sanders throwback. I like it. Some quality play, primetime playing out of you. Yeah. All uh, I need is the beard. That's it. Yeah, you, the beard, yeah. yeah the, Santa, the, the Sanders Claus beard. And wearing the <coughs> Randall Cunningham Eagles throwback, the 11-year-old fifth grader, Antonio Stefan. Good to see you. And you too. How are you? Good. Yeah. You fired up to be back on the podcast? Oh yeah, because uh-huh. I, I, I there's lots going on. Yeah, that I need I need help. I need analysis. I need keen, hard core analysis, and that is starting with you. Who wins between the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys? Antonio Stefan and takes the NFC East and thus the four seed in the NFC playoffs. Twenty four three Giants. Twenty four three. Twenty four three. 24-3. Now, Jake, you're a Giant fan. Do you yeah. do you agree with that assessment? Three touchdowns clear I the Dallas agree. Cowboys? No scores by the Dallas no, Cowboys? No, almost going to re-injure the hand. Uh, well, gonna if, the, if Pierre the Paul hand. and Tuck and um, and that defensive line, if they just keep going at that hand, oh, it'll be yeah. a long day. It doesn't even need to be the hand. They just got to get after Romo, and it's over. Like I mean, on that third and five, I think it was, in week 14, mm-hmm. they blitzed and... I guess they lost it under the lights. <laughs> yeah. Spoken like a true Giant fan. Way to stick it right in there. You're talking about Miles Austin, right? Mm-hmm. If Romo had hit Miles Austin, that game was over. The Giants are basically done. Yeah. We're not even talking about the NFC East right now. We're talking about Tebow. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that soon enough. But No, but I'm saying so, it, 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 the NFC East wouldn't be. It'd be mm-hmm. like more of the AFC West. Sure. That's what we'd be talking about, which yeah, we'll be talking exactly. about in a second. So you think, again. 24-3. Uh, because yes. Romo is going to. Do you want to give me a quarter in which Romo re-injures his hand? Does he last Second a half? quarter. Okay. Three minutes, 23 seconds to play. It, he's going to be under pressure, moving around. He's going to get the throw off, and he's going to get hit, and he's going to land funny on his hand. He's going to stand up, wow. walk over to the sideline, and sit down. It's going to be, that's it. That's know? a crystal ball. Right yeah. There. Okay. So you guys both uh, and, think and that- Antonio, as much as I'd love to see that happen, 
<laughs> what do you think? You I, think he's going to make it through the game? I think he'll make it through the game. Yeah, I do. By but, the way. I mean, I don't think he's going to pull Jay Cutler. I mean, Jay Cutler's tough. Mm-hmm. Romo's tough. But I don't know if Romo's going to be able to get through it. I mean, his hand was puffing up like a soccer ball. Yeah, yeah it did. It looked like up. his foot pretty he much. But he says he's going to be fine. I think he makes it through the game. And all I think, football players say they're going to be fine. I think he makes it through the game, and this is going to be too. a game. No one I think wants this is going to go down to the fourth quarter, and it's going to be just like week 14. It's going to be very exciting and intense, and it can go either way. No players ever want to admit that they can't play. Everyone says they're fine. Well, I mean, Adrian yeah. Peterson. Well, okay, that's a different story. ACL and MCL, he can't. I feel so bad for that yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. Mean, it's just too bad. He's... Do you think he makes it back in time for next year? Week four, week five. Yeah. Three. In the middle of next year, but not, not in the middle at the beginning. I mean, Wes Welker had the same thing in week 17 a couple of years ago. Came back, started the season, and he's led the league in receptions the last two years. So yeah. you never know. You never and Adrian know. Peterson's a freak. I mean, yeah. he's, an he's absolute awesome. Freak. He's awesome. Yeah, well, but I will do feel he be bad his for him same too. self after that? It's a good question. Like, it's a different Wes Welker and Adrian Peterson. One's a running back, one's a receiver. Mm-hmm. Welker doesn't lose his hands or his. Peterson gets mm-hmm. hit on every play, Welker yeah. doesn't. Yeah, except Peterson's just going to keep taking shots, and it's not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. It'll get better, and then it'll get worse. Again. Let's move to the um, AFC West. Let us go to Tebow. Okay. Tim Tebow takes on the Kansas City Chiefs, and Kyle Orton, talk about a delicious matchup there. <laughs> At the same time, Oakland takes on San Diego. Now, Oakland whipped San Diego on Thursday on our, on, on our Thursday night premiere Yeah. Um, back in With Carson Palmer week 10. And- yeah, um, and... So those are the matchups. If Denver beats Kansas City, it doesn't matter what Oakland does. It's the AFC West Denver's for Denver. The playoffs. So what do you say? I say if Denver beats if Denver Kansas, beats Kansas City, the they are in the playoffs yeah. as the AFC West champion. Do you think Jake Robinson that happens? Yes, I say they both win. The Jets are out of the playoffs. So you say both the Raiders and the Broncos win, and the Jets are out of the playoffs. Well, more than the Jets would be out of the playoffs if that happens. But a lot of other teams. Right. Okay. Like, I think uh, the Actually, you know what? I'll tell you what. That's not true. That there is a scenario, by the way. There is a scenario where the Oakland Raiders win and Denver wins. And the Jets don't get in? And the Jets don't get in. But the Titans and the, do. And, yeah. and the Titans do. I know yeah. that. That the Raiders, the yeah. Raiders, if the Raiders win this the, weekend, they the, can either win the division, make it as a wild card. Wild card. If the Raiders win this weekend... They can either win the division, mm-hmm. make it as a wild card, or miss it entirely, I even think, if they win. I yeah. think the best team who has the best chance is probably the Ravens. For one of those te- I mean the Jets, okay. for one of those teams to lose, might happen. And then the Ravens to beat the Bengals, it's pretty— it's the, Jets pretty need, the Jets need the Ravens to beat the Bengals. That could happen. The Oakland or t- Denver lose. To lose. That could and happen. then, of course, they need Tennessee to lose at Houston. Now, that's— yeah, that- that's a rough one, because I, I mean Houston is is already the three seed. They're the three seed. They want to you know do well, obviously. But who do they they want to get reps for their rookie quarterback T.J. Yates. But other to... than that, yeah. that's that's. I mean they're the three seed. They're host. They, they can't do any better than that. They can't do any worse than that. Well, so I don't know. The they... thing about the Broncos, if they do make the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're going to be playing the Steelers, the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're not going anywhere. They're going to play. They wouldn't go anywhere. I mean, the Steelers. Whoever the- loses the AFC North goes to the AFC West winner. And in week so, one of the I, of the of the wild card. I don't think Irvin's going to be riding that Bronco to the Super Bowl. 
<laughs> you mean the one that Santa Mooch gave him this week? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to ride it to the Super Bowl either. I don't think but he might ride it to the playoffs. So you uh, you say Denver and Oakland wins. Okay, you uh, say yes. Denver and Oakland wins. What do you say, Antonio? Because we're going to work our way through this to find okay. out who's going to be the sixth seed. Oakland wins again. Yes. And Kyle Orton is going to make the game personal, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs are going to win. Well, he has win. a point to prove. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to win. He's going to play really well. He's going to put up 300 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. So you say Kyle Orton gets his revenge and yes. sticks the pin in the Tebow balloon. Yes. That blew up on him not necessarily. to get him released. Well, yes. Not necessarily, because if the Raiders yeah. lose... Well, he says the Raiders, say the Raiders beat. win. See, you, the both, Raiders here, win. You, say the, you both say the Raiders the beat Raiders San win. Diego. You, Jake Robinson, say Denver beats Kansas well, City. Well, it's in you, Denver. No, I understand. Uh, listen, I'm not saying you're, it's your opinion. It's I know, okay. But, it's all but, right. Listen, you're, you're, I love it. Look at him. Look at he's going back at me. I love it. That's fine. But he says that Denver loses that game, which is good. This is good. This is good because we're gonna we're gonna move forward here. Who so is, you say Oakland wins the AFC West. Yes. Who does Kansas City have to run the ball? Who do they have? Dexter yeah. McCluster, Jackie Battle, Thomas Jones. Someone help me. Yeah. Okay. But those the, are the three. Yeah. That those are the three. But no one is gonna go over a hundred yards. None of them. No. None of the running backs. But Orton is gonna make the game personal. That he got. He got kicked off that team because who's team- Kyle Orton gonna throw the ball to? Dwayne Bow. He's, he's done almost. Nothing he's not. He's year. not the Dwayne Bow who we've seen. He's gonna have years. another breakthrough game, Bow. He hasn't played it well at all this year. So, Steve Breston has been having a decent year as a receiver. This is all possible. You can't say that's not possible, Jake. It's very possible. And and he can't say that what you're saying is is implausible can't. too. But I like the, this. This means that there's gonna be different six seeds. Out of the two yeah. of you, which I like. That's fine. You both believe Baltimore beats Cincinnati? No. You think Cincinnati Ooh. beats Baltimore? Upsets. Yes. Wow. AJ Green, huge game. Give me give me give me the scenario Isn't under how in- Cin- Hold on, hold on. Give me the scenario how Cincinnati beats Baltimore. Okay. Well, let's see. I think Andy Dalton is gonna have there's gonna be some pressure coming to him, but of course. he can he's athletic. He's a good quarterback. Can I smart. remind you that there's Terrell Suggs? A healthy oh, Ray, Ray Lewis and Ed Suggs. Reed. There's everyone. On, the Ravens are healthy. And Haloti Nada. You yeah. got Ray Rice. You got Joe Flacco. You got Torrey Smith. Yeah. I, I, but the Bengals need to win. They both need to win it. But the Bengals are, I think. But you think you think the Bengals with Dalton and who? And who Green. Right. And Cedric Benson, I think, is going to have just, you know, people have been ignoring him all year. I think he's going to have a breakthrough game. Well, you know, well Benson be... runs for 100 yards a couple of weeks. He's been doing that. It's tough yeah. to do that he, on the he, Ravens though, he, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean... So well, you but you say... It, and how about that Jerome Simpson touchdown? Yeah. He is so athletic and just so he's underrated. Yeah, he's crazy. I mean, against the Ravens, uh, if you go back to when they played, he had a huge catch but then the Ravens' D was just way too much on the on the goal. Did you? I mean, have you ever seen a touchdown like the one Jerome Simpson scored no. this week? No. I mean, people aren't really paying attention to the touchdown; mm-hmm. they're just paying attention to the flip and the stick. He yeah. stuck. He stuck the landing. How do you do that? He stuck the landing. And, and he, but he pushed off his helmet. It was like Nate Robinson dunking over Dwight Howard in the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was nuts. unbelievable. I, I don't think I, I think it was the best ever. Best, ever, totally. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. As right? far as style, the riding monkey 
or Simpsons Catch. I don't know what was better. You mean the monkey riding the dog? Yeah. The dog riding monkey? Yeah. Okay. Do you like that? Okay, that monkey was riding the dog. That's funny, but Jerome Simpsons was like, that's whoa. Well, well, it's there's an amazing and an amazingly funny one. Yeah, ride. exactly. Yes, yes. Good yeah, points. That's true. Good points all. So okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to figure this out. So you say did the Steelers beat the Browns then? Yes, the okay. Steelers beat the So you say the Steelers do you say the Patriots beat the Bills, correct? Patriots beat the Bills. Yes. Dolphins beat the Jets. Hold on a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You're gonna wait ahead of me here. <laughs> so you say the Dolphins beat the the, the uh, Bills beat the Patriots, the Patriots beat the Bills. No way, no oh, okay. how. Oh, no way, no how. So Patriots no no so, so let's start from the top here. Patriots beat the Bills. Yes. They're they're the number one seed in the mm-hmm. AFC going into yeah. the playoffs. You say the Ravens beat the, the Bengals, correct? Easily at home. Easily. They're no, they're, but they're, it's in Cincinnati. It's in Cincinnati. Baltimore at Cincinnati. What do you think? I still say the Ravens. Okay. Even so you say the Ravens are the two seed in the AFC. You say the Steelers, Steelers are the, are the two, two seed, seed in the AFC. No, yeah. but we know the, the Texans are the three seed. Yes. The four seed, you say, are the Raiders. Broncos. And you say are the Broncos. The okay. five seed, you say, are the Ravens. And, he said and you say are the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So now, here's the key. Tennessee beats Houston? Or yes. Houston? No. Yes. Tennessee no. over Houston. I, I don't get your thing. It's like upset city here. I, I like. I like the upsets, but I, I, they so can't they, all happen. Can wait, they? you are picking the Packers to lose every week, then? No, no, it's not that big upsets, but you know, I say. So Titans, you took the Chiefs over the Packers? I did not. That was the one game that I missed, as far as upsets. We all missed it. So, so you say Tennessee beats, beats Houston, Houston at at Houston, and you say Houston beats Tennessee? Oh yeah. Okay, now last one: Jets at Miami. Jets Miami. Jets are the. The Jets are the six seed. Miami beats the Jets. Well, if see, so you say Miami, you say the Jets beat Miami, Jake. And all, and all the. How luck. did that? Let's. How does that happen? The way the way the Jets have been playing. The last and Miami's two been playing great. Yeah, so give me give me the scenario. How I did mean, the Jets beat the Miami Dolphins in Miami with the way Miami's been playing, and they'd love to stick it to the Jets. And Sanchez has just been. Sanchez fumbles interceptions. Sanchez is not Mark's the Mark Sanchez, according to. <laughs> The media and everything mm-hmm. that he's been the the to take on to the AFC East mm-hmm. championship the past two years, but the Jets always find a way, always. And Rex, I don't think is going to let him lose. He has a loud voice, and I know Rex will get the message through. They all know what's at stake, and even if they win, there has to be a lot of luck to go around. But for my picks just now, Jets get the six seed. And you say Miami beats the Jets? My, yeah, the way that is that they, your dad talking or is that no? You talking? That's me. It's me. The way Miami's been playing, Matt Moore, uh, they better keep Matt Moore at quarterback when Henny Henny comes back. Uh, he's yeah. That, that's that's for a future day. I say you um, trade so. You're for saying you see yeah, you're you saying trade Henny okay. Away. So now you say again, Houston beats Tennessee, mm-hmm. Baltimore beats Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Jets beat Miami, mm-hmm. and. You said though that that Denver and Oakland both win. Mm-hmm. That puts the Oakland Raiders in the playoffs. Yeah, not the New York Jets. That's right. So you say the Raiders are the sixth seed. Yes, the Jets aren't. Making and you the say anyway. you you say you say that the Tennessee Titans win. Win. Yes. You say the Miami Dolphins win. Yes. You say the Oakland Raiders 
win. Are the AFC West champions. Yes. The Denver Broncos lose and Cincinnati wins. Yeah. So Cincinnati is the sixth seed, according to you. According to me, Cincinnati is the sixth seed, yes. And you are all over the map, bro. Um, You realize that, right? A a Patriot, Steeler, Texan, Raider, Raven, Bengals, Bengals. one through six. Because you know what? Here. If that happens... If that if that happens division. if that happens, I will double the ridiculous amount of football stuff your dad got you for Christmas. Okay. Because your dad went nuts. Yeah. Do you know his dad got even got him the uh, the uh, NFL record and fact book? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah. I will double that if you nailed it one through six like that. Oh uh, wait, that would be Antonio. Impressive. That that book's wrong though. Yeah, Drew Brees now. It's wrong. In addition to that. We're going to get to that in a moment. You say, Jake Robinson, Patriots one seed, Ravens two seed, Texans three seed, Broncos four seed, Steelers five seed, Oakland six seed. Mm -hmm. I like it. And you both agree the Giants win the NFC East. Let me just go with this. Do the, do the Lions, are the Lions the five seed? They have to beat Green Bay to be the five seed. No, no. So they lose to Green Bay. Yes. And Atlanta becomes the five seed because they beat yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. So that I, means as Atlanta much as goes. I love that not to happen. Mm-hmm. What happened to the Buccaneers? They just you don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you want any piece of the Lions. Oh, well, we'll see. You don't want any piece of the Lions. Oh, yes, we do. You do? Jacob, I, I'd like to see Jacobs and the Dominican Sue. That would be something else. Tank on tank. Mouth on mouth. Or mouth on foot. Shoulder on shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, mouth on foot. <laughs> yeah. So you say you say uh, Lions at New Orleans, Falcons at Giants well, are your NFC wildcard well, matchups. Uh, the Rams. Because the, you think the, the Rams the, can beat the 49ers? No, I'm just going to say the 49ers might be on upset alert. No, they're such a good uh, team. Know, they man. have the Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Oh, the Rams. If so the Rams, if the Rams them. win that game, that would mean they have three wins on the season. Yeah, okay. two of them. Two of them at home against the Saints and the Forty ers Not happening. I mean, that would be Saints. You remember they beat the Saints there. This I year. remember that. That they was one of the more inexplicable losses of two thousand and eleven. Inexplicable. Now, if you go all the way back to week one. This thing could all be changed on that Saints-Packer game. You're not wrong. If they don't run the ball, they take Breeze out of the shotgun. They win. Who knows? If the Lions beat them, we're talking about the Saints get the one seed. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the Saints get the one seed. Mm -hmm. And the Saints only lost because it was week one and it was, you know, they didn't have Too much Randall Cobb. There's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of ifs. If they had scored at the end of week one and then not lost to the Rams. They get the two. They, they, they might be a one or whatever. I mean, it could be completely different. But the Packers are going to be the Packers are going to have home field throughout, which means somebody's going to have to go to Lambeau Field and beat them. Now, I'd rather the Giants go to Lambeau or Candlestick than I would rather them going to the Saints. Nobody wants to go to New Orleans, dude. No one wants to play in the Dome. If you play in the Dome, there's no way to beat the, anyone in the Dome. The Doom, the Dome is Doom. Yes, the Dome of Doom. That's the Dome it. of Doom. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Falcons like have a little mini dome, but the Saints is it's a big yeah. one. Yeah, big dome. Big. Um, Breeze, Drew Breeze. Drew Breeze. Um, I want your MVP choices for 2011. Candidates or no? I want you. To, if you have, if you Jake Stefan. I mean, no, sorry. <laughs> if you Jake Robinson 
If you, Jake Robinson, have a vote, mm-hmm. I give you a vote now. Aaron Rodgers. Most valuable player. Oh. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. That team goes nowhere without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so, okay. And if I you give you, Antonio Stefan, a vote for MVP, who is Drew it? Drew Brees. You don't give it to Aaron Rodgers. No. How many losses did Drew Brees have? I understand that, but he just broke the all-time passing yards record. Aaron Rodgers is playing amazing. Yeah, but so is Drew Brees. Uh, when they went head-to-head, who ended up playing better? Rodgers won. But, you know, Brees played. It would be tough to get—I mean— It'd be tough to give the award to somebody who had actually beaten him heads up. But it was week one. It was right? week one. Off of a lockout. <laughs> I mean, I'm not discounting the win. The win is – or discount double-checking the win. But the win is a win. But, um, you know, the, the way the way Breeze has been playing lately, it's just you have to throw him in the mix, don't you? He, 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 he's my runner-up. Yeah, he's the runner-up if Rodgers wins, and Rodgers the runner-up if Breeze wins. It's unbelievable that a guy who breaks Dan Marino's single-season record, which right. has been there, which has been sitting there 27 for twenty-seven years. years. Well, Brady actually might get it. I mean, that's it, true. It, I mean, Brady, Brady. If let's say Breeze has an off day and Brady goes for four hundred yards, it's, it's he may his. he may actually have more. Right? Yeah. Because what does Brady have? He's close. To well, five. Brady's got the Buffalo yeah. Bills in his house, and well, he's gonna, is, he's gonna. What does Brady have? Like forty? You know, you know, you know, you 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 know, the Patriots are not taking the foot off the gas pedal Brady's in Week Seventeen. They never do it. They lost to the Bills. They want to go. I mean, Brady's gonna have a huge day. But what does Brady have? Like forty-eight hundred yards. He could do it. I mean, he he could break Marino's record too easily. Did, no doubt about it. I mean, he, he so, might break so, but Reeves. your MVP candidate. Aaron He's, Rodgers. You're Aaron Rodgers and you're Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Okay. What who's who's your coach of the year? Mike McCarthy. You're all green back. They're okay. playing great. Um, I mean there's no there's no two ways about it. Who's your coach of the year? Um all right, I've got a most improved. No, and... give me your coach of the year. You get one vote. Okay. You get one vote, Antonio. Jim Harbaugh. Or Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. I mean that Those team was six and ten last year, and they're twelve and three now with arguably the best defense in the league. Def- Best defense on the league. They just got beast. Yeah, but, you know, they're... Marshall Lynch is too much. You're long. Yeah. But, I mean, Jim Harbaugh has done a great job with that team. Mm -hmm. But I think Mike McCarthy, 10-6 to Mm 14-1, is a much bigger turnaround than 6-10 to 12-3. About to no. be thirteen and three. Yeah, but Harbaugh. I mean, he was he had a losing record last season, mm-hmm. and he flipped them to one of the best teams in the NFC. It, it's going to be Harbaugh, Jim and McCarthy, Jim, or McCarthy, McCarthy, or Sean sure. Payton. Sean Payton's in the running too. Well, I Sean, like Sean. Payton. Sean Payton you know, it's too it. bad what happened with Houston. I think Gary Kubiak was in the running until this happened yeah. of late. You until, know, I mean, you know, oh man, I mean, Daniel lost. What happened? What happened with TJ Yates and, and all their quarterbacks? I mean, for the Houston Texans, just taking two, one hit too many after another. Now, they they you, had a Super Bowl team, as far as I'm concerned. Do you think Yates can carry them? No, no, I I, I think he's a good. He's he's a rookie. He's young. He's learning the system, and you know he's good for a rookie, but he's not going to be able to now, carry. Who them. would be rookie of the year if Yates played the whole season? Cam Newton, uh, hands down, hands down. Do you Unless, think there's anybody else? Dalton might be Va- the other Or one. Von Miller. Um, 
I would argue with Von Miller because he's just... Well, Von Miller gets no credit because of Tebow. I know. Miller gets nothing, which is weird because You know, everybody says, awesome. Tebow comes back, Tebow comes back, Tebow comes back. How about the defense makes a stop I know, Tebow right? comes like, back? Tebow comes back, okay, the defense makes... Yeah, the defense... If the Broncos didn't have a defense... How did they win the Minnesota game? Yeah. They, is the Broncos, How did they win the Bears game? Yeah, exactly. It's all defense for Denver. <clears throat> it's not their... It's I not, mean, sure, they gave up... 34 points to the Patriots. But that's the Patriots. The Patriots. Yeah, yeah. many people do that. So yeah. Von Miller is the defensive rookie of the year, I think, right? Cam, oh, the Cam, no Cam doubt. Is... Cam's the rookie Or of the year. Alden Smith. Alden Smith's coming on late. You are not Yeah, wrong. but He's, still, Von Miller's just been... You're not wrong. Though. I mean, you're not wrong. Out. You are not wrong, Jake Robinson. You're not. I mean, Alden Smith could, could sneak and win the award. I wouldn't be surprised. Because uh, Miller got hurt. And in the last month of the season, as you just pointed out, the Denver defense has not been He had like four sacks against Big Ben. I know. I know. And he can break Javon Curse's rookie record. All he needs to do is just get, uh uh-huh. He can do it. But, I mean, Newton's going to have, okay, he, yeah, he'll have He's already beaten, he's already, yeah, he's He's broke Peyton Manning. Yeah, he needs 200 yards and he's got 4,000. Yeah, that's. Before I let you go, who's your, who's your Super Bowl picks? Saints over Steelers. What about you? I'm going to go Patriots over Saints. So you think Ooh. the Pack? neither of you think the Packers make the Super Bowl? No, they choke against the Saints. They get demolished by the Saints. It's- I say that the Giants get to the second round against, the- would they play the Packers? Or- oh, it depends on, it depends on if, uh, the, if the Falcons win. would go in and beat New Orleans. Or the Lions would go and beat New Orleans. Well, what I say that's not going to happen. The Giants. So it get looks. To it the, looks most likely like yes that the Giants would, would go right. That that New Orleans would go to San Francisco, and the Giants would go, or the Cowboys uh, would go and, and beat New Orleans. And I, play think, the Packers and and I think if they get to the second round, really, that's it. You think the Giants would beat Green Bay? In Lambeau Field, I said that's it. They're oh, that's all as far as they go. Yeah. So that means the pat that means the Niners or the Saints would have to go in Lambeau and beat them. And you guys obviously clearly believe it would be the Saints. You can, you can win in okay. Lambeau. I you mean, want, let's say yeah, let's say the Niners do beat the Saints. That's going to be a great matchup. But let's say they do win and they go play the Packers. The Niners would win too. They'd mm-hmm. be in the Super Bowl if they. Yeah. The Packers aren't huh? going to make it. The, there are two there. teams I think deserve. I think the team that's not going to make the playoffs that deserves to go is the Seahawks. Yeah. Well, it's not an 18-game season yet. Uh, (laughs) If it was, they might be able to do that. There are a couple other teams like that, too. I mean, mean, the the Arizona Cardinals have suddenly been playing very well, even though they they, they lost Cincinnati. But the Buffalo Wild Wings win. Press the sprinkler. It did. On early December. You like that line? Press the sprinkler. (laughs) Good to see you. Jake Robinson, Antonio Stefan. Uh, you, by the way, Antonio, you, you've held that football with four points of pressure throughout this entire interview. Well done. Yeah. No one's gonna, no one, no one's gonna slap that thing away from you. <laughs> oh, this is an interview. I thought you said we were analysts. Yeah, yeah, both, <laughs> both during this conversation. Is that a little better? So now it's a conversation. <laughs> Get off my back! Look at you! Look at this guy! I love it. What, what, what do you call it? It's your podcast. You get to make the decisions. Say it again. It's your podcast. No. <laughs> you get to make the decisions. Oh, before I let you go, before I let you guys go as well, even though, uh, would you say that this this jersey, this throwback Eagles jersey is Juan Castillo approved? 
What do you think? Juan Castillo's a mess. Most improved, most improved coach <laughs> of the year, Juan Castillo. Hey, since you guys put him on full blast last time you were here, they've improved, haven't they? Yeah, he gets most improved. Yeah, Congrats. I mean, you know, Vince Young throwing it right to David Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. They're all good. I mean, Thursday night. See the giant fan. He's just, I'd love it. Uh, no, I mean, listen. Your, your father has taught you well, Jake L- Robinson. Sean McCoy just fell asleep or something. And mm-hmm. then David Hawthorne mm-hmm. actually was awake. Well, but I mean, the defensively, the last few weeks they've been doing well, haven't they? No? Sean McCoy is uh, pretty, he's pretty good this year. Nine, 19 points. Still. These are my analysts, like, my we, podcast do analysts. Do we need to do the Pro Bowl picks? Jake Robinson. Antonio Stefan here hey, on the Jazz Podcast. Wait, why, why don't you get us to some games? He can be at the uh, he can be at the Ravens Bengals, and I'll go to the uh, Giants Cowboys. Okay, I'm cool with that. We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> what about the Pro Bowl? Picks? We'll be right back. Need... All right, we're sending these guys back to break. That's it for Antonio and uh, Jake. Want to thank them. Want to thank Jeff Schaefer. I want to thank Alec Berg as well for coming on. That was a fun chat. I could talk to those guys all day. Funny, smart. And in the know about one of my favorite shows, there's going to be a season. I just feel it. I saw it in their face. I just feel it. That what they're going to come up with, that Larry's going to do it. Hopefully Larry David will do it. Maybe he'll be in a better mood if his Jets make it into the playoffs. That's going to be a tough one. I just don't think Tennessee's losing at Houston. I just don't think that's going to happen. Cincinnati did sell out their game. I know Jeff Schaefer was uh, joking about their ticket policy, but they sold out their game. It's going to be a sellout for the Baltimore Raven-Cincinnati game in Cincinnati, which is news for the Bengals. I don't even know if the Jets win in Miami, by the way, which they need to have happen the way they're playing. Um, And as far as I'm concerned, I think it's going to be Green Bay, San Francisco, New Orleans. Something tells me the Giants... Then I think it's going to be Atlanta and Detroit. I don't think Detroit wins in Green Bay. I think Detroit goes to New Orleans. That's my pick there. And I think it's going to be New England, Baltimore, Houston. Yeah, I'll go Denver, Pittsburgh, and the Raiders. I think the Raiders get in. I think they're playing the best football of the Raiders, Bengals, Jets, and Titans these days. And I go with the teams that are playing better. We'll see if I'm right. If I'm wrong. This thing only lives on the internet forever. (laughs) Next week, Jim Brockmire returns. The great Jim Brockmire, the legend of the booth, will finish up uh, our uh, series with him as he gives us the plays of the month of December. I can't wait to hear his take on Jerome Simpson and also the, the monkey riding the dog. Perhaps some of the greatest highlights in NFL history that came out of uh, games in December. Enjoy week 17. Again, uh, on my blog, NFL.com slash Rich Eisen or Rich Eisen.NFL.com. I'm posting everything that you need. The playoff scenarios for week 17 in sort of text format. The also playoff uh, scenarios and seating scenarios in Excel format, color coded. Just go and take a look at it. It's incredible. Every single possible permutation based on the results of several games. I mean, um, Patriots. Buffalo, Ravens, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Houston and Tennessee, Denver and Kansas City, Oakland and San Diego, Jets and Miami. Those are all games that matter to the playoff picture in the AFC. 
Green Bay, Detroit, San Francisco, St. Louis, New Orleans, Carolina, Giants, Jets, which is obviously, I mean, Giants, Cowboys, which is huge. Um, and uh, Detroit, Green Bay, as I mentioned, Atlanta and Tampa. Those are all games that matter. All of these games are on two different spreadsheets, AFC and NFC. You just print them out, laminate them, cherish them, have them next to you during the game so you know, okay, if this result happens, then these results need to happen in order for this team to make the playoffs and all of these different seeding possibilities. It's pretty cool. Those are on there. And also, know your tiebreakers, people. Do you know how many tweets I got from how in the world does Cincinnati not go and Tennessee goes when Cincinnati beats Tennessee? It's not always head-to-head. If you've got a mosh pit, if there are three or four teams in a single tiebreak, it doesn't go head-to-head unless all of the teams have either played each other or one team has swept every single other team in this mosh pit. So if it's a four-way tie, Cincinnati, doesn't matter if Cincinnati's beaten Tennessee head-to-head. It would if Cincinnati's beaten Tennessee head-to-head and every other team that's in the mosh pit tied with them. There are different ways to break ties in the NFL depending on whether it is just two teams tied with the same record or if it's three teams or more tied with the same record. I'm putting the link up there too. You'll know everything. Be the know-it-all that you deserve to be. But of course, be humble about it and know that it's this podcast that's there for you in times like week 17. That's it for the Rich Eisen podcast. I want to thank uh, David Benheim for uh, all his hard work this week. Called in from the bullpen to help uh, on this audio and uh, television version of the podcast that Chris Law was also highly instrumental in uh, putting together. He went uh, above and beyond this week as well. I want to thank those two guys and everybody else. Out there, a happy and healthy new year. Be safe and be sure that you're well hydrated for week 17 on New Year's Day. Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Bud Light, signing off. Stay listening to 